Super Slack Podcast. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Wait, am I starting with the intro? Like that. Yeah. What's up? Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Sam Elliott is homophobic. I would have thought. <laughs> okay, so what happened there before we start? <laughs> so I he's, don't know. Bitching, he's bitching about the power of the dog because it's made by an Australian woman. So he said, what the fuck does she know about the West? And um, then he said the whole movie is basically like a symbolism for homophobia, uh, for homo, for, for homosexuality. Homo- homosexuality. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, I mean, it was bound to happen. He's old as fuck. So he's about to say some shit at some point. <laughs> I mean, I, I heard people making fun of him for it, but I was like, I don't know exactly what he said. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. I'm like, yeah, he's doing boomer shit. Excuse me. It really happens eventually. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Sad to see them go down, and and I was uh, like, "Why'd it have to be you?" <laughs> it's sad to see them go down in those Twitter fires. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Super Slack Podcast. This is episode seventy-four. Um, thanks for tuning in. And today we are doing our in-depth spoiler talk for the Batman. Um, we so went and saw it opening night, and I saw it a second time last night, and I'm ready to go. Yes. So. I know he already says spoilers, but one more time. We're not going to say it the rest of the podcast. Well, this I can... I'll agree. This is a spoiler <laughs> I, I assume you alert. wouldn't get mad at me. So, yes. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. Yes. If you have not seen the Batman, come back once you have. Because I don't want to be the person to ruin it for you. I hate those people. That's yeah. why the beginning of this podcast is pure spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Do not continue if you have not seen the Batman. If you want to see like our spoiler-free thoughts, you can go to YouTube and watch our out-of-the-theater reaction video. Yes, and it's much more condensed. It's like three and a half minutes long. Yeah. So it, it's a lot more uh, digestible than this. Likely to be like t- as long as the film review. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. <clears throat> um, with that being said, there was so much to enjoy here. Yeah, there was... Um Plenty, it was plentiful in everything. Um, and we will address the whole, it wasn't funny enough bullshit that's going on. I can't believe that shit. It's, that that video I sent you was like fucking that, asinine. That guy was ridiculous. Uh, like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, even the people on his stream were like giving him shit for it. <laughs> They're like, that's an old man take. He's like, yeah, yeah, I probably am an old fucking man. I was like, oh, and who was that? I don't even know. I just saw some Batman uh, page I follow on Twitter posted it and yeah. said this is a horrible take. It was a horrible like, take. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. Might might have to leave the link on the YouTube channel for that one. Yeah, I, yeah, um, I will. Um, but with that being said, there is a lot to go over. So we are going to start with the cast. Yeah, so the Batman is obviously directed by Matt Reeves. Also written by Matt Reeves, co-written by and with who Peter is the Craig. Other? Peter Craig. Yes, and the movie stars Robert Pattinson as Batman. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, Colin Farrell as Penguin, Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon, and Paul Dano as Riddler. It's the main cast. John Tudoro oh, John as Tutorial Carmine Falcone. Carmine Falcone, yeah. And yeah, I guess that would be about the... The main, the did, main peeps. Did you mention Alfred? Oh, and uh, Andy Serkis as Alfred. I'm, like, I'm just trying to go over the major players in my head, because there were... It, it is a very large film. Yes. Um, There's a lot of side characters, too. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. The twins. The twins, they were cool. I have no idea who played them, but they were fantastic. Yeah, I've seen them before. Like, like I told you last night, they're in Teen Wolf, I know that. But I, um, I've i seen them elsewhere, too. Yeah. They're in a lot of shit. Yeah, no, they were they were where most of the humor came from, from for the film, and it was 
yeah. enjoyable, mm-hmm. at least. Um, also, a masterful, actually, in my opinion, a masterful score by Michael Giancino. Yes, I I love the score. Um, there's different, there's like jazzy elements to it. Yeah. That makes it feel even more like noir-ish. Yeah. Well, and I saw, well, me and you both saw the complaints about him and how it's too derivative and it's too much like Batman stuff, but like... The picture pearl. That's kind of, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of why you... It's what you need to do with a Batman score. It needs to be somewhat recognizable. You need to have that like tone of like, oh shit, Batman's on screen. Yeah, it's still like the same... Like it's hard to like put into words like the same vibe of like the animated series and like Tim Burton, like Danny Elfman's score. Yeah. Like orchestral kind of thing. Yeah. But there's like different elements to it. Yeah. To make it, stand it, up. it seems darker. Uh, it, it feels modern. I guess that's the best way to put it. Yeah. And there's some, some of the score definitely has like horror elements to it. Yeah. Especially it? the Riddler's tracks. Yeah. Like those are oh, just like you can feel the eeriness. It's very Zodiac. Yes. Yeah. I guess that's the best way I can Mysterious. think Mysterious. Yeah. Um, they're like, especially if you go on uh, Spotify and listen to the whole soundtrack, it's fantastic. Like you can hear elements from like almost 1966 Batman, like in certain spots, like you can hear callbacks yeah. to old films. Like it, it's nice. It's recognizable and you know exactly when certain characters are on screen. I think that's the most important job of a score. Like, especially yes. for superhero films. Oh, yeah. Like, you need to have, like, some sort of, like, symbolism for when Batman walks on screen. Like, it, it's almost, like, chill-inducing. Yeah, and the when that bomb, 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 when that comes in at certain spots, it, like, gets you all riled up. Oh, yeah. Especially during the Batmobile scene. Yes. That was fucking... That's the best Batmobile. We'll get into it. Dude. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um... <clears throat> Uh, anybody else in the cast or crew that you want to... Um, there's, like, the actress who plays the mayor, I don't remember her name. Um, the cop that, Martinez, he's, like, the most prominent cop, I think, in the movie. I actually really enjoyed his scene. He was cool. Yeah. Because it, he, (laughs) he treats Batman and Bruce Wayne completely different, because he doesn't know who they are. Like, he's, like, really irritated by the sight of Batman the first (laughs) time he sees him. Calls him him a freak. Yeah. And the first time he sees Bruce Wayne, he's all, hi, Mr. Wayne! Like, he's all fucking, like, chipper and excited to see him, and then Bruce was just like, yeah, he's like, fuck off. <laughs> he's like, I don't even fucking want to talk to you at yeah. all. Um, um, there was, I, so I don't know the actors who play the commissioner in the movie and also the captain. Uh, but they were good. They, they were good. Uh, Peter Savage? Is that the character's name for the commissioner? Or is it Frank Savage? I know it's that Savage. That was Pete. Pete Savage. Yeah. Okay. So Pete Savage is Pete the commissioner. is the name that goes with his body type. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> like, I always think of, like, bigger guys as Pete. That's fair. Yeah. I, or Bob. Or Bob or Carl. Dick. Or Dick. Or uh Randy or See, I old Kevin. women names are easier than old white dude names for me. Yeah. Cuz like Mildred is like Mildred. That's where it's at. <laughs> yeah, there's Yeah, you never you'll never see anyone named Mildred anymore. No. That was my grandma's name. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um RIP grandma. RIP. Um, um but yeah, I think that's all the cast, really. At least the main players. Yeah, the main players that have something to do within the plot. And There's actors you see pop up here and there like multiple times, but... And then the one that is the talking point for everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which we won't touch on until like closer to the Close, end. Yeah, <laughs> when we get to the... Uh, yeah. The, especially the if you've forgotten to turn off your uh, thing and you haven't 
like paid attention to the spoiler yeah. thing. Yeah. So. Spoilers. <laughs> um, so here's the story outline for you. Yes. Uh, we open up on Halloween thursday october 31st to be exact i love that shit <laughs> it's fantastic Remind um, me of warshack actually that isn't even technically the opening but it's no well let's just let's give us the basic like plot of the movie the basic plot of the film is the riddler is going around and he's trying to expose a secret that has been harmful or would destroy gotham basically yes and this secret involves pretty much all the hierarchy of Gotham and... All the main players. Yes, and Bruce Wayne's family. Yes. Uh, we start with the mayor, mm-hmm. and then we move to... Commissioner. Commissioner. Then we move to the DA. And Falcon. There's no one between the two. No. I think you're correct. Yeah, it goes to the D, uh, to Falcon, and then after that it goes... They attempt to go to the mayor. The new mayor. The new mayor, yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Uh, basically the secret is just the, there's this new law or new program that Thomas Wayne, yeah, that that Thomas Wayne was starting to roll out before he was, when he was running for election to become mayor. Yeah. And after his death, a lot of people started using that renewal program to just take bribes. Yep, and that's when Maroney got into power. Yeah, and started then, the drops business. Yes, and it become it, it just trickles down from there. Yeah, um, very well written, very suspenseful. Some people will tell you that there is a pacing problem. I disagree. I think it's perfectly well drawn out. Yes. It's the way it's supposed to be. It's a detective noir story. It's not supposed to be a million hits per second. It's supposed to be methodically paced, like a Zodiac film. Yes. seven something like that yeah a crime the detective detective story and we follow batman and gordon from there as they try to figure out all these riddles and try to figure out what's really going on yes and the like it's really cool to see what they did with batman and gordon's relationship mm-hmm. especially because it's told in a buddy cop aspect without the comedic touches yeah and then there's all there's definitely some comedic touches but yeah. they're very like subtle yes it, it, they're not like in your face yeah it, it's not it's not written like a marvel movie it's not oh four minutes have passed we need another laugh yeah it's you know they come when they come and they're not always like the fucking gut busters like i sat there and i laughed i thought they yeah. were funny but like they're not meant to take you out of the moment it's not you don't want too many laughs because it's going to distract from the plot, mm-hmm. which was one of my favorite things because there are times when I'm watching a Marvel film and, you know, maybe I'm just stupid, but it feels like the last thing to happen that's like super impactful to the film is completely erased, like, because you have to throw in the levity. Like, you have these super serious moments that get ruined by having to have these outrageous jokes like hide the zucchini. Yeah. Like, I sat there and laughed at that for like two minutes and I forgot what the fuck was going on in the film for a moment. Yeah, there's a lot like in those Marvel movies, there's a lot of like emotional and like deep scenes that get undercut a lot, I'd say. Yeah, because like while I will still say Spider-Man No Way Home was fantastic, there's a lot of humor they could have done without, but at the same time, you don't want to do Spider-Man without humor. 
that's definitely the, the one character that you need that yeah shit in like you couldn't make a spider movie that's like this batman movie. yeah whereas like i don't feel dr strange needs the humor that much he's supposed to be in my head at least a little bit more taken seriously yeah or even uh i'm, I'm trying to think of a better example because they haven't done a whole lot of super serious characters in marvel so far no if they do a daredevil movie that'll be one but I think if they did a Daredevil movie, it would need to be more in the vein of what this Batman film yeah. was. Yeah. But, I mean, they wouldn't. They We've wouldn't. We've seen that evidence We need it, times. but it wouldn't. Be. Honestly, like, that's why the TV show is as good as it is, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. they had more time and they didn't have to do the laugh per minute. And it wasn't controlled by Marvel. Right. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we'll get that again. We'll yeah. to see with Moon Knight. But, For sure. But, um, yeah, that's the, that's the basic plot outline story outline um let's talk about the characters all right so batman is the easy one to start with yes and for all those people out there complaining about twilight boy and all this shit like you can just shut the fuck up not only that forever not only that anybody who complained about that has not seen high life or life good time good time lighthouse honestly his catalog is insane since uh cosmopolis you got he took like basically the last decade to really hone his craft yeah and all you fuckers didn't appreciate even it. water for elephants which was a romantic i wouldn't call it a romantic comedy it was like more of a romance film yeah he was good in that. he was a lot better than that than he was in any of the twilight remember stuff. me remember me i personally really enjoy that movie yeah i haven't seen the whole thing i know, I know what happens at the end yeah but. i know people have their complaints yeah. because of the twist but i thought it was fairly well done i get that they could have done anything but like it made sense mm-hmm. to me I, I enjoyed it yeah people will have their opinions on that but his acting skill has only improved through everything he's done yes and he brings that experience like full force to oh, this film he is 100%. the best batman i think we've ever seen on screen i think screen. he's the best bruce wayne we've seen on screen too personally yeah. i mean i loved ben affleck's bruce wayne but this one has layers that are still unraveling and will unravel further into the next film. Yeah, and I I like how he plays Bruce Wayne, but I wouldn't even necessarily call him Bruce Wayne yet. I don't think we've seen him as Bruce Wayne yet. See, and that's why I think I enjoy Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's somewhere to go. Like yeah. he's not all there yet, yeah. and that's what a lot of people don't under- seem to understand in a lot of these reviews. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the reasons I enjoyed Ben Affleck's uh bruce wayne so much is because he felt like he had gone through shit yeah and this feels like bruce wayne starting to go through the shit yeah like it's not it's not handholdy which is probably my favorite part um because there's a lot of building they do for his character alone that they i mean they literally tell you at the end but you don't have to be told that to know his emotions like you can see his character progression from both Bruce Wayne and Batman. I'll say too, his um, just face acting when he's Batman and his, the way he uses his eyes oh, yeah. is the best like acting face acting we've seen out of any Batman. Because oh, yeah. every you can read a lot in his eyes. Oh yeah, and there was only one moment where I felt like he might have overacted slightly, but even really? then he reined it in and pulled it in. When was that? Uh, the hospital when he's talking to Alfred. He has just like a moment where he like digs into his emotion like really really and like you see him pause and like just sit there and struggle with like not talking like you it's definitely a character moment where he's sitting there and he's like trying to find the words to say and it's like right on the border of like 
taking too long to respond. Really? You thought like, that? No, I, like, I enjoyed it, though. Like, oh, okay. the way he executed it, because yeah. it had that thing where it was, like, on the edge of, like, this can be really campy if he takes any longer. Okay. But, like, he pulled it right at the perfect moment where I was like, okay, back on track, and it's, like, just, like, grease in the wheels, basically. Mm-hmm. It was very well done. Okay, for sure. I don't think it was a problem. I just think it was close. Okay. So. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of... Um little like small details that really show you that matt reeves like really cares about the details oh yeah 100%. um like i said like when he puts sunglasses on because he's not used to the light oh. um when he actually goes to the funeral and like when he gets out of the car and people are like screaming his name and trying to take pictures and he's like doesn't oh, yeah. know how to react to it well not only that he doesn't know how to act as bruce wayne because he yeah. completely fucking ignores them and he's only focused on carmine falcone and the girl that he's walking with. That and then the real whole reason why he went to that funeral is to try to see if he can get a glimpse of the Riddler because he knows yeah. serial killers like to go to like these things. Oh yeah, and he was and right. he was there. <laughs> he was perfectly right. Like it yeah. was very. He's the smartest Batman that I've seen. Yeah, and he doesn't give a fuck about anything else there. Like even when the mayor candidate tries to talk to him, he doesn't give a fuck. Well, and I love the fact that they actually make Batman make like a human mistake. Yeah, of not like furthering or like missing the next riddle essentially because we captured him there should be no more threat yeah and not only that like he makes mistakes all throughout the movie because he's not used to being batman yet like when he uses the flight suit and he oh. pulls the parachute too soon to go like you i'm can not tell. gonna lie i laughed at that yeah but dude that was fucking rough yeah like you can well, tell like, he's oh. still getting used to all this shit yeah he, he's uh, he's experienced in fighting and he's good as a detective he's not the world's greatest detective yet yeah but he's on his way there which was great to see because we have seen almost no detective work from batman in any iteration before this i saw one guy try to dispute that he's like well people act like we haven't seen like but in the dark knight when he's trying to like compare bullet holes and shit i'm like one scene i'm like that's i didn't even consider that like super detective work really no like and that's something that kind of is ruined by the fact that that's the only time he really does detective work yeah other than that he has to fucking rig everybody's cell phones to do sonar to find the joke which it's smart but it's not a i mean it is a batman move but it's not it's like, not like detective really yeah and the only other time it's too like <laughs> if you go to bvs the scene where he goes to that party with uh henry cavill super superman and he plugs that shit in yeah. to try to get information that was like a little thing i think that's the closest to like detective work we've actually really seen batman yeah. do. other than that it's Hey, I'll take your tip and I'll go to the next place. Yeah. And in this fucking movie, he goes to crime scenes and he like notices shit that all these other experienced detectives are missing. Yeah, like the blood spot the on the blood floor. The blood spot. Um, he's touching evidence, which I think is funny. <laughs> he's like looking through shit. He's like, he's wearing gloves. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. I, was like, I, was like, I enjoyed that line. Uh, see, that's the thing. I look back at these things and I don't understand how people don't see the humor. It's just more deadpan. Yeah, it's not because, like I said, like people are conditioned to want like slapstick comedy that's yeah. like very apparent. Yeah, because I love the line. He's like, "Hey, Gordon, uh, what about the chain of uh, uh, evidence?" And he's like, "He's wearing gloves." <laughs> I was like, "Perfect." Yeah, it was like he's defending like his like his buddy or something. Like, he's wearing gloves. Yeah, and like I love the line. He's like, uh, "He's like, do you trust these people?" He's like, "I only trust you." Yeah, I'm like. like that shows how fucking far the that was GCPD... Heartfelt. Yeah. That was like... It, it was a bromance moment. Right? <laughs> that and it shows how far the GCPD has actually gone downhill. Yeah. So it's it's a nice touch. For sure. And since we've gotten into Gordon, let's go over Gordon's character. Yes. 
Oh, easily. No argument. I love Gary Oldman. Okay. This was the Jim Gordon. I love this Jim Gordon. Um, he, I don't know. He's just, I can't like really explain it, but he just seems like the definitive Gordon to me. Cause like, although they are different, like Gary Oldman, he had more to do in the Dark Knight trilogy as far as like action set pieces go. Oh yeah. But this Gordon had a lot to do with the actual like investigative work and doing shit like that and working with Batman. Yeah. We've never seen Gordon work with Batman like this no. in a live action movie. No, definitely never happened in the first four films. Yeah. Because he it was, was really kind of just a the background. Yeah. yeah. We got closer with Nolan's trilogy. The Dark Knight especially. Yeah. But they never went like investigating shit with each other. And I never felt like they were like Tight. almost friends. Yeah. Whereas like, it almost feels like Batman is Gordon's only friend. Yeah, and even and like there's a line in this movie where is like Batman asks him if he doesn't if he just trusts him, he's like Well, I've known you for two years and I still don't know who you are. <laughs> it was like a little funny thing. Yeah, and like I enjoyed that, but like he still puts all of his faith in Batman to where he's yeah. able he like will take risks with his job to go do shit with him. Because yeah. he trusts him. And that that's much. the shit, like, obviously would never happen in real life. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, Batman would have been arrested in that interrogation room when he punched that cop and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't have given him the room with Gordon to talk. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, but I, I love I love his look. I love oh, his voice. Yeah. I love his mannerisms. The like, only, everything about him. The only thing they did to, like, make him believable as Gordon, like, visually was just a mustache and that's, that's all he needs that's all and he the glasses needs. yeah the glasses and the tie but i honestly i could even do without the glasses the mustache is the only thing where i'm like if the fucking it's mustache gordon. isn't there he's not gordon yeah <laughs> um but dude jeffrey wright hands down the best gordon like there's no argument it, no yes. one can convince me otherwise yeah the relationship that he has with the batman is perfect it is exactly what you would want from that team up especially if we don't have a robin yet yeah and that's um that's one of the parts that kind of was similar to seven in a way, as far as the, the dynamic of the two detectives together. Mm -hmm. The only difference is, uh, um, Brad Pitt's detective is kind of a douche sometimes to Morgan Freeman. Oh yeah. And this one, Batman's not a douche to, uh, Gordon. Yeah. I'd say that's the only difference. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, there was not a Lucius Fox in this film, which yeah, not yet. is kind of interesting. I'm curious if he comes in in the future. Maybe. Cause yeah, like We'll get to Alfred in a second, but Alfred's really the only one who's running the company, really, it yeah. seems like. I did love that touch, because it's even touched on in uh, Before the Batman, the book. Yeah. Uh, that Alfred is essentially the mouthpiece for the Waynes, and he is running Wayne Enterprises. Mm -hmm. Like, he's basically in charge of, like, the board and, like, what moves they make and stuff like that. So, yeah. it, it's kind of cool to see that change. Because that's not, especially because the fact that Bruce Wayne wants nothing to do with, like, the real world and, like, his duties as, like, essentially the CEO of the company, or at least the majority stakeholder in the company. Um, it's almost, <laughs> it's almost like, uh, like a parent that, like, is doing the work for their kid because their kid doesn't want to step up. Yeah. Yeah, we can we can go to Alfred since we're going in there. Uh, but last thing on Gordon is, yeah, like you said, he's the best. Oh, Gordon, we've hands had. down. Yeah, yeah, no argument. Yeah. So Alfred, um, I liked his portrayal a lot. Yes. Um, he seems to command more attention than Michael Caine. Like he seems more like intimidating in a way. I he guess also kind of 
his presence, like his physical stature, commands more respect than yes, I felt that's like what I was trying to say. Michael Caine ever yeah. had. Just just from standing with the Kane. Like, yeah, speaking of Canes, yeah. like, he actually uses the <laughs> I wonder why. Like there has to be a story reason. I think when he might have gotten injured, maybe like back in the, when he was in the forest, or maybe when he was doing some investigative work of his own to try to like find out who the killers of the Waynes were, maybe he got into some shit. See, I think that would be the only thing that would make sense because it, especially if you read before the Batman. Oh yeah, he was helping Bruce Wayne fight. He, yeah, he teaches him how to fight. Yep. They do a lot of jujitsu and stuff together. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a moment between all of Bruce Wayne's learning. See, that's a character moment that's never really explained, which or is nice. Maybe like in year one of Batman, maybe one of his villains got to Alfred. Like uh, Batman, <laughs> Arkham, uh, Origins. Yes, thank you. Yeah, well, I don't think this Gordon would be fucked up like that, though. No, no, because no. I that, that <laughs> Alfred that, that was like, oh. <laughs> no, but like something like that, where like, yeah. I mean, honestly, maybe that is what happened because he's already in prison. I could see it. I could see it. Hint, hint. But yes, I I personally think. And I know we didn't get a whole lot of time with him. Yeah. But just based off of like his physical presence and physical acting, already my favorite Alfred too. My favorite Alfred, he's not a pushover. He doesn't let mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne particularly give him shit. Yeah. Like he gives it back or he like st- puts a stop to it. Yeah. Cause he, he does serve a lot more of that father role than yeah. I saw Michael Caine ever doing it. They really tried. Michael Caine really, like you said in the last episode, kind of let Bruce Wayne do whatever he wanted. Yeah, he, I mean, this Alfred lets Bruce Wayne obviously do whatever he wants. Yeah, he can't but, control him. But he's still like, like when Bruce Wayne's like having that teenager moment, you're not my father. Oh, yeah. And, or well, even before that, when Alfred's saying that the shareholders or whatever are going, coming to the Wayne Tower to mm-hmm. have breakfast, he's like, why? He's like, because I couldn't have, have you go over there. And he's like getting all irritated with Yeah. Him. Well, and I also really enjoy the part where Alfred is never really shown as that smart of a character. You're never given like his MI6 background. You're never no. you're never given any of that. Whereas this, he's fucking genius level he's smart. He's solving riddles. Yeah, he helps with the fucking uh, uh, the cipher. The cipher, yeah, with all of them uh, up until he's in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, but like while him and Bruce didn't have like a whole lot of character building together, other than the hospital scene, I was kind of okay with it because of the fact that like he's actually doing a lot of heavy lifting while not having that much screen time yeah and um one of my first it's not really it's not even a gripe anymore but after the first viewing i felt like the when the alfred thing happened it kind of felt it didn't have an effect because you didn't really get a relationship between the two beforehand Mm -hmm. but when you watch it the second time it kind of hits a little harder oh especially because you can see the physical acting in uh robert pattinson when he's like running to save him yeah it's like not knowing that their relationship is implied it's there to where you were supposed to already know beforehand that they have relationships see and that's the thing that i think is is affecting certain people's opinions of this film because they want to see every bit of everything yes and they want to be they have their hand held yeah and see that's the thing that bothers me is we have seen how many origin retails for batman i mean they even retold the fucking origin story for batman for the oldest version of Batman that we've seen with Ben Affleck. Yeah. Like, you didn't need that. Even Although though it was, that was visually the best great. looking one. It was fucking <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, like, so I love that rising out with the bat. Yeah, and people bitch about that. I'm like, it's fucking sweet. <laughs> this is a world of Superman. You can fuck off. Like, anything can happen. badass. <laughs> it's great. 
And visually, it's perfect. Yes. Um, He's like Jesus, right? Yeah. <laughs> but we've seen that in every iteration so far. Why can't we skip it? We skipped it with Spider-Man and no one fucking complained. Yeah, I was like, well, we, know. we already know. But then when it comes to this, well, it's mainly the Snyder people that are doing it. it seems Dude, like. I love the Snyder f- films. They definitely have their issues. I, the more I see people do this, the more I, I, I start yeah. to dislike them, yeah, honestly. Honestly, I think it's going to get a lot of dissension. It's going to be a lot of... You're going to have the purists versus the Snyder people now, and it's going to be really problematic. Also, anybody who says this film is ultra-political can, s- can suck my... They're reaching. They're trying to find that shit, which yeah. is not even there. No. Th- there's one line... Which, in my opinion, too woke. fits in there. But it is... it is. It fits within her character as her in her viewpoint in the, 100%. In the world. hundred percent. There's no reason why someone with her viewpoint wouldn't think the way she thinks. Yeah. It's... And especially of her being a person of color yeah. in that world. And Batman stays silent during it because... Because he knows. Yeah. He's, he's like, from the opposite side. Like, he doesn't have a place to talk. And he doesn't want to play too much of his hand. I will say, when we get to a... My, I know one of my favorite fucking moments of the film. But okay. Just... I we we're gonna get to that later. Yeah. I'm just I'm I I locked it in my head and I need you to remember that I did it. Okay. Um, <laughs> um so yeah, Alfred do I can go on for days about each one of these characters. This could take forever. <laughs> yeah, you can tell these characters, like without them explaining who they are, you can tell they have a lot of history. Yes. A hundred percent. Which is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. It, it's great to not a have your hand held and be able to like almost create something in your head. Sometimes I love the fact that like this film specifically lets you do a lot of guessing of what happened before. We know Bruce Wayne's parents are dead. We know that that's why he becomes Batman. Yep. Like those are the two biggest things that you need yep. here. You have the implied relationship that we're given through comics that we can read into with him and Alfred where you don't need to do all this extra writing to explain their relationship. And that's the perfect thing about this movie too, is since you don't need all that explaining, you can jump right in and just expand on the character and the world. Yeah. You, you don't do need to worry more. about shit. Yeah. You can do a lot. Yeah. More. And that's it, what they did. It's really nice. Um, so if we're going by a uh, level of impact, I think we need to touch on Catwoman. Next. Yeah, we need to, I think we should have touched on Catwoman before, but probably, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, Catwoman. Um, what do you think, of Zoe Kravitz's portrayal compared to the other. I mean, it's not fair to compare, but if you had to. Why? Because it makes Anne Hathaway look like shit. <laughs> no, I just, I'm not really a fan of comparisons, but it feels like it's something you have to do. It is something we have to do due to the fact that this is a character we have seen on screen two other times. Yeah, in the movies, actually. Yeah. Um, Before this, obviously, Michelle Pfeiffer should be most people's favorite. Yeah. Um, As of now... I can't say... Th- this is the one character, well, I definitely enjoyed, and I think her acting was far beyond better than we've seen. And her chemistry Catwoman. with oh. Batman is fucking people who, solid. And I've seen people say that there was no chemistry. I'm like, Like, How? you fucking blind? <laughs> I'm sorry that they fucking have a couple moments of, like, actual, like hatred towards each other, it feels. That's or how she, she towards to him more than the yeah, other way that's around. that's how it's supposed to be. Also, one thing I didn't touch on in our little uh, character beat for Batman, this is the first time on screen that Batman has never killed, and he physically stops other people from killing because he is the most moral version of Batman we've gotten. Yeah. So, uh, Not if you go to Twitter and they tell you that Batman kills in this movie. How? When? They wouldn't answer me. 
there's not a single fucking moment. Yeah. He literally makes sure everyone on top of the fucking thing doesn't fall to their yeah, death. Yeah, and then when Gordon and him go into the orphanage, he's like, no guns. He's like, well, that's your thing, not mine. And even when he loses control for one moment, still doesn't kill anybody. Yeah. Could have. <laughs> Could have. Very close. Broke dude's face to shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, that moment with him and Catwoman was great. Yes. Like her step back. Also, you don't realize the fact that the trailers showed four scenes. That's really it. Yep. Like, very I, well played. The one thing I wish they didn't show in the trailer was the Batmobile chase. Yeah. I'll say, but it still had an impact in the movie. Oh, 100%. Regardless. But yeah, um, Catwoman, um, this is what I'll say about Catwoman. I, I love her performance in this movie, but I don't think she's Catwoman quite yet. Yeah. She, so if you're going to compare like her to Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer was Catwoman yeah. in the movie already. So as far as Catwoman portrayal, I still think she's the best, and I put Michelle Zoe Pfeiffer. Kravitz right behind her. I agree 100%. I think this is the only character where I do that. Yeah. And it's because I have fond memories of Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Like, she actually, there was a lot of character there. Mm-hmm. And there's still time to do that with this Catwoman. Yeah, I think once Zoe Kravitz gets to be, like, once she's actually Catwoman, then it might change. Do you think she comes back immediately in the next film? I don't know. It's hard to say. Because I would... I'd like to see it. Yeah, I would love to see her back, but only if the script calls for it. I want a Catwoman show to where we can see her like adventures in Bloodhaven yeah. as she becomes Catwoman. Yeah, and I saw I, I heard people being like, "Oh, Bloodhaven, Dick Grayson." I'm like, "Yeah, but you don't we exist, need Robin bitch. first, yeah. motherfucker." Like, do not jump unless they're gonna jump and Dick Grayson's a cop in Bloodhaven. I don't want that either. I don't either. I want that little kid. I want Boy Wonder. I don't even want that kid. But their relationship was great. The second, the second time I see you look at his face and he just has the face of fucking Robin. I'd be okay with it, but I'm like, I'm I, perfectly I'm fine. fine with a no-name actor as see, Robin. I was really wondering for a moment there if they were going to make that uh, kid who plays Tim Drake in Titans, Robin. Dick Grayson. Somebody has a theory about that um, on the Heavy Spoilers show okay. on YouTube. Yeah, he has that theory, but I'm like, I don't. There were a couple moments where I was like, I know what's going on. Like, I wanted to like be able to tell you a couple seats over, but I was like, I'm gonna just whisper it to Ariana because if it comes true, I could be like, Hey, I told her partway through this is gonna happen because I really thought they were gonna make that uh, reporter that Falcone put the hit out on Elliot. Yeah, I thought they were gonna make that uh, Riddler's dad. Oh, okay. I was like, that just feels almost too cheesy. Like, I need revenge, but I was happy they didn't go that route. Like. Every time I guessed something and was like, ooh, it's going to go this way, they at least didn't address it in a way that, like, oh, like, I was right. Like, the film surprised me multiple times. Yeah. So, that was nice. Yeah. Um, I was really surprised with what they did with uh, Catwoman's parentage. Yeah. Um, uh, there is comic iterations where Falcon yes. is her dad. So, they took from that for sure. Well, um, even then, when they do it in the comics, it's more ambiguous. Like, is it... Yeah. Uh, is, is he or isn't he? And she thing. doesn't know. Yeah. It's like, you think Batman knows before she does in the comic. Typically, yes. Yeah. And even then, it's still unconfirmed because they they never do like a DNA thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, your mom was kind of a loose lady who could be fucking anybody. Yeah. But. And they kind of went with like look-wise of like Selena Kyle. They kind of went with like the year one where she, well, she's not a sex worker in the movie. Yeah. She is. She works in Very a bar. Close. <laughs> Very close. She works in like a strip club, basically, the yeah. 40 below. And, um, well, she, yeah, she typically works at the iceberg lounge, yeah, but and she then, goes down to 40 below every yeah. now and then. And that's what they, they based her character on there. Um, and I like, 
I don't know. I like her backstory and everything, yeah. and how they set her up is really good. It's definitely a very gritty version of Catwoman, which I yeah. really enjoy. It, it, it definitely gets down to the weeds of the whole sex worker thing uh, without fully addressing it. Yeah, because um, I don't think they could. They would be allowed to do that in a Batman movie. That's they still want kids to go see it. Obviously, I don't know. Have you ever watched the Year One cartoon? Because she is in there. Well, yeah, I think that's different, though. I mean, but I think it was still PG-13. Oh, okay. So it's like a... Um, but, like, it, it's nice to see a change of, like, her backstory. Because she was never that in either of the last two iterations. No, when you're comparing, like, Selena Kyle to, like, Michelle Pfeiffer's... Selena Kyle's not even a yeah, comparison it's very all. different. <laughs> She's um, not a goofy character that becomes confident. She's confident throughout the whole fucking thing. Yes. Um, I really enjoyed her relationship with uh, Annika. Yeah, that's also taken from the year one yes. comics. Yeah, it was really cool. Like, she loses her friend, and she has to do a lot of the work to, like, figure out where she is. When she, we found out, how we found out she was dead blew my fucking mind. I was like, yeah, I was oh, like, oh, that's oh fucking shit. crazy. Yeah. I was like, why would you leave her in the trunk, you yeah. idiot? But it is what it is. And I, um, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it! About Catwoman. It was about Catwoman. Say something else about Catwoman, and maybe like from. I'm just assuming it was sexual. So no, it wasn't sexual. <laughs> um, but no, I think she was very well written, and uh, her motivations made a lot more sense. And she's a lot more quick to okay, jump to it. like murder than anybody else in yeah. the film. I enjoyed how they didn't make her a straight good guy necessarily. Like yeah. she still has that. She walks the line, mm-hmm. and she's not necessarily partners with Batman all the way. Like she's still like, on her own mission she's to much where more she'll of, help him, but she's going to go off and do her own thing when she needs to. Yeah. She's much more of the anti-hero. Yeah. Than which the is, hero. Which is perfect. Yes. It, it's exactly what Catwoman should be. Yeah. Like that, that's the thing that they've never done fully. Right. And that's the thing that kind of screwed up Michelle Pfeiffer's version. They made her much more of a straightforward villain. Yeah. And then Anne Hathaway, she's kind of a douchebag too. I'd say I just, purely didn't enjoy her she felt <laughs> unnecessary in that movie yeah other than to like she steals his happy mom's ending. pearls yeah other than here's your happy ending there was yeah. no reason for it and i love the the scene where she breaks into the uh mayor's uh loft or whatever to steal the passport oh yeah it's, it's very beautifully cool. done like yeah. the 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 uh safe cracking yeah perfect I'm like damn he's like that's a neat trick <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's fantastic also the bat voice was much i i thought it was more enjoyable you can actually hear what he was saying i like it because it's not it's so it's not super different from his bruce wayne voice but it's different enough yes and where it throws people off a little yeah there's times where he breaks away from it but i think it's on purpose yeah like when he screams like it's not all yeah it's like almost just his normal voice screaming yeah because he can't control himself at that point. I enjoy, and I'm gonna find more things while we're talking that I love about Batman that I'm gonna <laughs> have to jump back on. Like it's reasons like Robert Pattinson's the best. Like there was like when uh, when Batman this is going back to Batman obviously, but uh, when he's going to Wayne Tower after he figures out Riddler has sent something to Wayne Tower. Yeah. When he's screaming over the phone, he sounds like a kid. Yeah. Like he's like. It, I don't know, it's hard to say. It's like he's almost drawn back to the moment where he lost his parents yeah. and he's worried he's going to do it again. Yeah. Because as much as he says, you're not my father, he is. he is his parent. Yeah, and it was like very subtle, but you can tell it's there. It's like, oh, it's yeah. beautiful. See, that's one of the reasons why I didn't understand people's opinions on fuck, now we're going to have a sparkly Batman, like that shit. Like, like have you It s- was nowhere near anything Twilight. No. It was th- some of the best acting in film ever. 
if people, uh, if the people who think that it was, are just general audiences who don't watch independent films. Yeah, and it really, honestly, it breaks my heart that there's any dissension between like fans. Like I know. this to me was the perfect version of Batman. Yes, it, it really, really fucks with my head right now. And it's really cool that Robert Pattinson. You can tell he's all in on the role. Like he's oh, yeah. going to movie theaters, making an appearance. He's yeah. like he's like you can tell he like loves the character. Well, he which is. Like, it's the best time he's ever had making a film. Yeah, and then did you see that video I sent you when yeah. he's in the theater? He's like, let's, let's make a sequel. Yep. I was so he's fucking, fucking excited. all in, and he's, like, excited about it. And I never got the same excitement out of an actor who played Batman before. No, Christian Bale seemed like he treated it more as, like, a nuisance or, like, something he had to do. Yeah, and Ben Affleck liked it, but he never seemed all in on it. Obviously, we know why, but... A lot of it was, A, his alcoholism, and, and B, WB. that not only that reception of bvs yeah. which wasn't his fault he was the yeah. highlight of the film yeah that's honestly almost unanimous yeah. so and michael keaton obviously loves it but it's a i don't know i just never i haven't seen anyone as excited to play batman as no. robert pattinson has like been. he genuinely walks in with a smile it's something you've never seen yeah unless it's like marvel and they tell you you have to smile when you do press for yeah us. and anybody talking shit about i just don't understand why you would talk shit about robert pattinson yeah. like he's like i don't know it just makes me upset me and you were also fans though so it's yeah a little bit different i don't know it just makes me happy yeah um but uh yeah catwoman final thoughts sorry solid super solid great just needs that little bit more in the next couple films yeah i think yeah like i said this is the origin story for her so when she becomes catwoman we'll like really get a full view on her also really curious to see what they do with her costume wise because like while the beanie the cutout beanie was a cool little touch i'd love to see how she progresses the suit in the future yeah i also am less open to bruce wayne or batman redoing his suit in the future because now i think it's fucking great yeah i think it's perfect i think he'll have like little upgrades here and there but like maybe more armor on the legs because there really wasn't any on the legs but dude it's other than that it's perfect it like really is. the neck movement, everything, and it doesn't look cheesy the way that uh, no uh, Nolan's yeah, because that suit it was supposed to be armored, it still looked like rubber to me. Yeah, this one looked like handmade, like it's made out of like metal and shit. The only thing that still didn't look armor esque to me was the cowl, which there's armor underneath. Yeah, which I'm I'm able to yeah, because even disbelief during that. the movie when he gets shot, you can see the bullet. Yeah, like the grays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, it's fucking sick. I, I think all the little like extra things that are done to the costume are like that much more important. Yeah, and you can tell he's actually able to move fluidly in this suit. Yeah, like he moves his head, he moves his arms. And, like, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, next, do you want to do Falcone or Penguin? I have one more thing on Catwoman. Okay. Um, my favorite thing about Catwoman is is her chemistry with Batman. Oh yeah. And all the dialogue she has towards Batman. Oh, yeah. And she calls him Batboy. I'm like, damn, that reminds me of like, the Arkham games. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, it reminds you. It's, it's almost, I don't know if sexual tension's the right word. There is. There, there definitely is. But it's more that her like playful way of talking to him. Because she almost feels more comfortable. Like, it's almost like she's doing it on purpose to like get him to do something. Yeah. Or to use him in a way. And he almost bites on it but he doesn't yeah it's it's like a very she's much more psychological than any version of selena kyle we've gotten in the past yeah which it's nice yeah um penguin or falcone uh or riddler we'll go riddler since he has a much bigger impact yes um 
Flawless. Flawless, yes. Um, he he r- rode the line of being too over the top and not being over the top. See, and one of the things I think that helps with what I would consider over the top and not over the top is the fact that we have seen the Riddler before. And, and he was is over the top. <laughs> way over the top. So he could have gone a lot more over the top and it still would have been bearable. Yeah, and uh, the way he played it, it didn't feel like he was in a different movie. No, it literally felt... It, it was believable as someone losing their fucking mind. Yeah. It was like someone who's drank their own Kool-Aid to the point where like, this is the only thing they believe. Yes, and his introduction was fucking perfect. It was almost like Halloween. Because oh, uh, Halloween, the original one, opens up with the POV and the breathing. I got and chills. that's what this opened up with. It and was, you had the Ave Maria playing in the background. And, like That's the opening we haven't seen. In that a, one played three times throughout the film. played during that. It played funeral. at the funeral. It, he sings it. Yeah, and then it plays in the orphanage. Yeah, so four times, technically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that opening <sighs> of him breathing in an... I, honestly, when I first saw it, I legitimately thought that was a ninja. I'm like, oh shit, the League of Assassins. <laughs> I was like, the League of Assassins are in this fucking movie. See, I love the way they introduce him, especially because we <laughs> we got that thing of his son in the ninja outfit playing in the window. Yeah. And I was like, I was waiting to see what happened because I was like, it seems like the kid playing, but I wasn't sure. And like the you kind of build the relationship between the son and the father in that one moment perfectly. I thought he actually stabbed the dude. I'm not going to like, because I didn't know it was the mayor at the time. I was like, oh shit, well, we're you, going right in. You have the mom just sitting there all smiling and shit. I didn't focus on it though. I was like, look, I was like, damn, he fucking got stabbed in the stuff. Isn't it just waiting for him, like right. practicing? I, I thought it was a great moment to like build the stakes for the mayor at least. Yeah. Um. And then the first reveal of the Riddler. Dude, that, when he like, it, he picks up the phone and like just moves out of frame to pick up the phone and you see him and I was like, Oh, and the the fuck. way the TV shines off his glasses almost makes it look like his eyes are glowing white. Yeah, I'm like, damn, L- like uh, Elijah Wood's character from Sin City or Sin City, yeah, Sin City. Haven't seen Sin City. Oh, like every time you see him, like it's just like a passing uh, white light over his glasses, and it's fucking creepy. Nice, it's dope, and that's the, what this is. Yeah, it's like perfect. And if you notice, him and Batman both emerge from the shadows. Well, Riddler stays yeah. in the shadows until yeah. he kills. Yeah, it's the first time you see Batman and the first time you see the Riddler. There's kind of a symmetry, mm-hmm. but one definitely commands more of like it, it's more of a presence. That's the one comparison I can agree with as far as like making the Riddler kind of like the Joker as far as like his opposite of Batman kind yeah. of thing. But it's not really, like, a huge thing. Well, I've always considered most of uh, Batman's villains to be opposites, mm. in a way. They're just di- opposites of different aspects of his personality. Mm. Where Like, Riddler's his intellect, obviously. Yes, and Joker's more of, like, the seriousness of Batman. Yeah, and, and his overall, like, life story, almost, yeah. in a way. Where Joker almost essentially feels like he lives to kill, where Batman lives to save and he refuses to kill. Yeah. So there's always that, like dichotomy between batman and his villains where it's the extreme ends of things yes um where they're either like extremely poor or you have the rich ones who are just went in a different direction like black mask and stuff like that mm-hmm. or penguin and yeah so on um riddler is definitely the most psychological version of a villain we've gotten in any superhero film yes and Real quick, uh, when he, after he hits the dude in the head with the carpet tool, 
and the oh. way he breathes as he's taking the tape out it's like creepy as fuck. oh it's great <laughs> yeah. um physically acted perfectly yes um paul dana was an underrated actor really in my is. opinion and it's not for lack of evidence it's just like of exposure like he was in there will be blood with daniel mm. day lewis and, and he was not the focus because it's, it's hard to you're gonna be overshadowed by yeah. daniel day lewis no matter how good you are and no, <laughs> honestly even no matter how good daniel day lewis's performance really is yeah it's it's he daniel gets, day fucking lewis. yeah he gets a lot more press just because of the method of acting the he method is the acting. best method actor of all <laughs> so it's like that's gonna get a lot more shine regardless yeah. of the film paul dano and prisoners i would say oh, riddler riddler is a mix of paul dano and prisoners and there will be blood i can agree with that just as socially awkward but he has a presence that's relatable like especially on the incel level yeah so it's like a lot more uh nuanced i guess mm-hmm. uh take on a villain uh it obviously changes a lot of what we have seen from the riddler in the past not as goofy and not as much of like a pre- like a person to be trifled with like he's a much bigger threat than he ever has been before too yeah something we haven't seen enough in games or film mm-hmm. he's usually the butt of the joke in the comics too it was nice to see him taken seriously, especially on the level of like a Zodiac, because that is exactly what a real life Riddler would be like. Cause they wouldn't be throwing themselves out there and putting riddles all over the fucking place. If they're like, Hey, come get me. He's basically a jigsaw. Yeah. It's perfect. Like even the scene where, um, so after he kills the fur, the mayor, um, his next victim is the commissioner. Yes. And the way you see him in that trap, I'm like, damn, that's fucking oh, saw. Yeah. It was very jigsaw. Yeah. Um, and he in that scene too when he's on the phone he like screams yeah it's like cool as fuck it's yeah. creepy it's great um overall hands down a lot of this is just going to be the best of but easily the best riddler he's my favorite live action batman villain behind uh heath ledger's joker right now honestly i'm like in my head battling between the two because they're both fantastic yeah and they both have their moments and Heath Ledger's Joker is very special. It's just really hard for me to like separate in my mind the stuff we talked about last week. You see, I don't agree with that. And I know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's why I'm like, I'm not trying to go there again. Yeah. But like I definitely enjoyed Paul Dano's Riddler as much as I enjoyed, if not more at certain points. Mm-hmm. The Joker. And- um, I, my favorite Riddler scene is probably when he asked Batman to go talk to him in, at Arkham and he like, it's like, it's like a suspenseful thing. Cause like for a second you're thinking, wow, he fucking knows he's Bruce Wayne. See, that's and my... then he's like, he talks about Bruce Wayne. And then he says like he, Dude. and you're like, okay, he's not, he doesn't know. That was my favorite moment of the film, but I couldn't say it when we were doing our, okay. Don't say why then. Oh yeah. Well, maybe <sighs> I'll just talk about it here. Dude, it's so good. Yeah, and his reaction to when Batman starts calling him a nobody and tells him that he's not working with him and Riddler's, like, starting to scream and he's, like... Oh. Getting, and then he starts singing Ave Maria. Dude, that, that, <laughs> that like, five-minute portion of the film, like, 
my heart like fucking stopped. Yeah. I was like, they can't do that this early with Batman. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, and then that's when his he starts to lose when Batman starts to lose um, control of his his voice a little bit when mm-hmm. he starts screaming. Yeah, I'm like, nice. It was fucking great. Yeah. Um, it's very reminiscent to the interrogation scene with Batman and the Joker as well. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, Except there's no physical altercation. Yeah. As much as he would love for there to be, you can tell if he could bust that window open, he would. Yeah, look, I was worried that it was going to start cracking for a moment. I was like, no. (laughs) Um, but so yeah, Riddler, he's a presence in this film. Yes, easily my favorite villain I've ever seen on screen. Very unsettling at times, especially like at the end when you when you see his final like um, stream. And you see oh, yeah. his followers talking about what caliber we're using. And it's like, damn, he's setting up a fucking mass shooting. Right. That's fucking <laughs> insane. Yeah. But very well done. Yeah. Um, you can almost believe like I don't I don't even know if it's proper to say incel, because it's not sex related. It's not sex related, but it's it's very reminiscent to Joker at the yes. end. Yes. But I don't know, it's 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 different. Um and they gave him a realistic way to have goons. Yeah, basically. 100%. <laughs> yeah. It was very believable. It's, yeah. People drink Kool-Aid on uh, the internet plenty, so yeah. it worked. I'm sure some of them are insults. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm like, damn, I'm surprised they're going this far, because oh, yeah. it's basically like a, it's a mass shooting. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, from here, I say Falcone. Falcone. I love John Turturro's performance. Uh, I he's, was worried. Were you? Do you think he was going to go goofy? I did. I I love that he didn't. He really he really like drew it back and was kind of like an intimidating presence in a way, especially when he's getting up close to people talking oh, yeah. and like yeah, hundred percent. Like he's a better Falcone than that dude in Batman Begins was. Oh, easily. There's yeah. no argument there. Yep. He he had the he swag. Has, yeah, he did. He definitely he had that gangster vibe, but it wasn't like a caricature. No, he was just. That's who he was. See, that's what I was worried about. I was worried he was going to try to like play up like the like where's the, the gabagool type hey, of thing. Hey, <laughs> hey Bruce. I, th- I thought there was going to be a lot of the... <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was one, though. Just once. Your father. Your father. <laughs> that shit was crazy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's just once. Just once. And even then, like, I got a little bit of that vibe at the funeral, the, be- the beginning of the funeral, where he's like talking about like his relationship with thomas wayne and that's taken from long hallway yes and it was perfect dude like just oh. <laughs> like uh penguin's reaction he's like ah oh, is he this like yeah he's all right <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck uh but like yeah his and that scene he has towards the end with catwoman before batman jumps in yeah and he's like oh. killing his own kid he's like you don't think this hurts me <laughs> well and i thought her acting leading up to like when she's getting ready to pull the gun out of the purse thought it was flawless like she's like building up like anger yeah like she and dude her, her crying is so believable yes. it's she is a fantastic actress she really i feel like she's underrated honestly oh easily like she's we haven't seen enough of her no and she's starting to blow up though this will definitely blow her up she's actually uh directing a movie that channing tatum's starring in oh really yeah and that's her boyfriend right now in real oh, life too, so. that makes sense then yeah he's starting to have like a third I'm, like, he plays the same shit. It's like every comedy movie he's in, he like has the same like jokes and timing. Like dumb jock. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. 21 Jump Street. Yeah. I think he, obviously he's proven he can be a good dramatic actor oh, yeah. if you've watched Foxcatcher. I have not, but I've... Oh my God. It's one I really wanted to watch. He legitimately cut Steve his head Carell. open on a mirror. Uh, no. 
fucking I would be terrified to do that. Could you imagine like just the thought of like he didn't give you, a fuck. He no. was like boosh, boosh. multiple times. I would be <laughs> terrified the second hit. The would, first hit I wouldn't be too worried because you're hitting a flat thing a mirror or glass or whatever you want to call it. The second time shit's shattered and protruding out of the fucking mirror. It's going to go in. If it was written into a script and you had to do it, would you do it? Oh yeah. Okay. I honestly might even do it, but like the thought of it is so fucking cringy of putting your head through glass, boom, and then stuff sticking out and boom, boom. and boom. I think boom. when you go to do it, like before you do it, you might be nervous, but when you're in it, like the thought of doing it probably gives you more adrenaline and oh, it yeah. probably adds to the performance. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. That'd be fucking terrifying, dude. Like <laughs> He punches himself too before. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, like that is a scene I would love to take part in, but like that is fucking raw. <laughs> yeah. That, that is the only section from that movie I have seen. I gotta but, find that movie. Oh, I have it. I'm gonna let you borrow it. Hell yeah, I'm down with that. It's I also gotta give you your disturbing. copy of uh, is it Valhalla Rising? No. Oh the yeah, Valhalla Hall- Rising. Yeah. Did you watch the whole thing? No, I, I still got to. But okay. I bought you a new version of it because my kid broke oh, the disc. Oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, That's a great movie too. At least you have it on Blu-ray right now. <laughs> it's a very you need to be in the right mindset to watch that movie. Oh, I'm sure. It, from what I saw of it, I really enjoyed it. I might actually try to watch it tonight. Yeah, just rewatch it. You, yeah, you can keep that as, as yeah. long as whatever. But uh, but yeah, um, Falcone, I give him a ten out of ten for what he did. Oh yeah. We don't have really much to base him off of as far as live action goes. He's well, as far as live action goes, we have just the one, right? Unless you go with Gotham, which no, I, I don't go with Gotham. I, I think he was better than what we got with Gotham, and Gotham gave us like multiple seasons of him. Yeah. So as far as like movies go, as far as movies go, it, and even if you were to compare them to the old stuff, I'd say best version, hands down, easily. Yeah. It, it's not an argument. Yeah. Um, he's very manipulative. Yeah. He manipulated Bruce Wayne to think one thing. Oh yeah, and it, it was nice that we still had Alfred to uh, correct the narrative. I saw some complaints about that. How almost immediately right after that, Alfred turns him the other way. Like we. Like, this guy said we don't get enough time with Bruce Wayne thinking uh, what Falcon said was true. It almost gets immediately turned around. See, And, and I, I didn't mind that. I have a different view on that because the logical next step for Bruce Wayne would be to go to the only other person who has that information. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why I didn't bother me. He might stew on it for a couple hours, but he's going to fucking talk to him. Yeah. Like, it's going to get resolved. Yeah. So I was okay with it. I was perfectly mm-hmm. fine with it. I understand for, like film reasons and like film rules you might want a little bit more time for that to to fester faster yeah Yeah. um but i think it was tastefully done yeah and i think it was the right and it brought us one of the best scenes in the movie oh yeah it was best connected when they held hands i'm like dude that was actually pretty raw i was like i wasn't sure i thought bruce wasn't gonna do it it was very like see that's the one thing about this that like excited me the most like everybody's reaction to each other was almost a mystery except for the hardcore batman moments like not killing like i was actually surprised that i was still surprised they did it because it's never actually like been stated that hard before just yeah this is and i didn't expect this movie to do it because from the trailer yeah. i thought this batman was going to be like unhinged all over the place right i Which thought it was but i thought he was going to break the rule i thought he yeah. was going to kill somebody at some yeah. point and it never happened and it made me happier than i have ever been watching a batman movie like at the end of the film when i noticed that and i was like it never fucking came yeah i almost wanted to cry like it and was especially crazy. when selena was about to shoot uh falcone he's on the ground after batman punches him oh yeah and he's like no you've you've 
you you don't want to pay with them you paid enough yeah and i'm like damn yeah that, like that was a great <laughs> fucking line great way to get her to drop the gun yeah like it was that was one of like the rawest emotional moments of the film and did you notice too when uh when catwoman brings that dirty cop up to the rooftop and batman and gordon get there and batman basically punches the gun out of her hand and gordon like focuses on it he's like damn he's fucking serious about not killing yeah (laughs) it's another one of those things like it shows where his lines are yeah he's like if you cross that line you'll become just like him yeah and i'm like it that is the one thing like no matter what anybody says about this film they cannot take that away from me like yeah this is the most loyal version of Batman period yeah like to the comics what ben shapiro says yeah ben shapiro can suck my balls (laughs) oh but um yeah what were you on falcon yes yeah so yeah 10 out of 10 like i said oh yeah easily um let's go to the penguin penguino oz ozzy (laughs) so i will say this to start danny devito as the penguin holds a special place in my heart as he does mine it it's hard for him not to he was a caricature yeah, he's very specific. Um, he's very Tim Burton. Yes, he's very. I don't know. He's not comic accurate. No, he's, not at all. He's, he's what it is. Yeah. It, was what it, is. It, it was fun when we were kids. Yeah, and it was. I still have like fond memories of it. But I will say, the thing I expected least from this film was Colin Farrell doing a good job at portraying a comic book villain. <laughs> He has not had the best track record. <laughs> no, and I don't even think it was his fault. No, like, it, it this, never has been. This shows you that he could have... If Bullseye was in a better movie, he probably would have killed it. Oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. And I'm sure he would have toned down the accent, too. But, Bullseye <laughs> points to his head. <laughs> and, like, for what it's worth, I enjoyed it when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Because like, when you're a kid, you're stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, oh! Um, but there, there have been multiple times where I've seen this man overact and shit that he didn't need to. And I don't think it was always necessarily his fault. And I feel like that kind of like brings people to like overlook him a lot. Oh yeah. Which he's a really good actor. And I will say, I do wish the one thing he kept saying in like press would have been allowed for him to smoke cigars. Cause it would have been like that. It's kind of stupid touch. why they didn't let him do that. A lot of com- especially cause he's a villain. Like if he's, if he's a hero, if he's your John Constantine, it's a fucking cigar. Oh, well, yeah, but like if he's your John Constantine, I can understand you being like, hey, we want our hero to not smoke because we don't want to promote it. I get that. Even though I don't agree with it, I get it. Your villain, he's supposed to be a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Let him. Yeah, and it makes no sense. Like, it's not like he's smoking weed or anything like yeah. that. He's smoking a fucking cigar. Yeah, it would have been. Fucking Kingpin and Daredevil smoked a cigar. Both versions. Yes. So. I, I don't get the gripe on that one, but I if you were gonna if they would have allowed him to use it in one scene only, the end scene when he's looking out over the city as it's flooded would have been perfect to have him have a cigarette. It would have been great. There there are multiple or when he's talking to Batman before when Selena Kyle walks in with the money for the drops. He's like lighting up a cigar or cutting it open or something. You don't yeah. even have to smoke it. Just yeah. fucking have him just, just yeah. Stuff like that would have been perfect. Yeah, I do love that scene. I don't know why they wouldn't let him. Yeah, it's kinda irritating. Other than that, his voice was perfect. I was kind of surprised they didn't do an English accent. Like, a fa- even a fake English accent. I love the New York accent. Uh, it, it was great. He um, even has a little bit of a limp when he walks. Mm-hmm. There was even a scene where he waddled when he's tied together. After Batman and Gordon leave, when oh, he's, yeah. walk- he's like waddling. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of really cool calls. And that chase scene was sick. Perfect. 
sick. I thought the BVS chase scene was cool when uh, when Batman's chasing after uh that the uh the semi holding the um kryptonite or whatever. The Lex Corpus, yeah. yeah. But this is oh, the yeah, best this one. was way better. Especially because no one died. <laughs> no one died, yeah. The, first, Maybe. <laughs> the opening shot when you see the BVS Batman, he like launches onto the trailer and kills him, dude. Right <laughs> Oh yeah. oh yeah damn dude that was bad but yeah but this one is like a lot of really if you think about it all, all of the shots in that sequence are very simple like either the camera's on the cars or you got wide shots oh yeah also i have to say probably one of the most realistic chase scenes i have ever seen yeah like penguin was freaking the fuck out because he couldn't get people to fucking move yeah, and he's just like all right boom <laughs> yeah like you never got that in a nolan film yeah you never got that in, in the Nolan BDS films. Every time there was a chase, the streets were fucking empty. Yeah, like it's Gotham. It's supposed to be like almost like a comparison to New York or even Tokyo, if even you though go it's crowded. Was technically supposed to be New Jersey. Yeah, but it's comparable to like New York. The streets should be fucking full at all times. Yeah, which is one thing that really felt real in this, even when the rain is pouring down. Yeah, he even says that. Yeah, streets are crowded for the holiday. Yeah, in the rain. It's fucking nuts. Like I honestly didn't even remember that, but you've seen it twice. So, <laughs> um, his his fucking voiceover is just so baller. To it me. is. It's not overplayed. It's, it's Rorschach esque. Oh, I will never get tired of that one line with Rorschach. Which one? When he's like, they'll ask me to help, and I'll whisper back, "No." no. Oh my damn! It's fucking G. Because he was supposed to be the realistic version of Batman. Yeah, a much more. Uh, way darker too though more nihilistic yeah, way more nihilistic. <laughs> um but yeah fucking penguin i like the first thing you see him in when batman goes into the iceberg lounge to go confront him is that the first time we see him well it's the first time batman confronts him okay yeah and he goes in there and penguin's basically like mocking a bunch of yeah. things and fucking it's fucking funny <laughs> i love how he calls him vengeance the whole fucking movie and then it makes catwoman call him vengeance yeah i will say that that one word was a little overused to me. definitely but it's not nothing that'll like take my enjoyment away from the movie. but at the same time i don't know if i consider it to be too cheesy because of the fact it is what he does say to the people he it's confronts. like does he is he is he named batman or yeah because okay. he even calls himself the batman yeah, towards the end. Yeah, when, yeah. Uh, in Riddler's apartment. Yeah, and everyone else calls him Vengeance. Because he's like, I think this Batman thing's probably getting close to being done. Yeah, basically. he's like, already? Fuck. I know. <laughs> oh, dude, that fucking... I can't get over that. Those specific five moments, or five minutes, like, that really fucked with my emotions. Yeah. Like, leading up to him going to Arkham. Yeah, for sure. God damn. Um, After the uh, chase scene, you get a good cop bad cop kind of routine no, between it's good Gordon. cop bad shit cop. cop yeah i'm like oh my god <laughs> that was great yeah and you get them fucking grilling them and they're just going back and forth like spewing lines on them. like this is fucking awesome <laughs> i did love that line like with the classic detective cop. lines yeah dude it's great and the fact that there's like there are three different uh two or three different options for who the rat is like because yeah. they are like okay it's like it's a all rat pigeon. wings yes yeah. so you got penguin and then oh the batman yeah and then that was the where i thought it was going i was like oh fuck i was like but how's he gonna be the snitch yeah and then it became falcons have wings and i was like i never fucking considered him i love the way batman brings it up at random times he's like elrata Lada. he just brings it up and you're like what he's like a falcon (laughs) has wings too 
that that shit blew my mind. I was like, never consider yeah. Falcone, Falcon. Yeah. Never crossed my mind. Yeah. That was that was a good touch. And especially seeing like uh Penguin's acting once uh John Tudoro's uh Falcone is exposed as the rat yeah he even like that's how batman figures it out and once he gets shot and he looks up and he sees the light shining on him yeah he's like oh fuck bring him to the light yeah like i, I thought that was very well done but like just seeing like I, I honestly never considered like how mob men actually act towards the rats like that never came into my head until that moment where penguin comes out of the club at the same time and he pulls the fucking gun i was like oh shit they're throwing away the penguin this fast and then what happens happens and it and happens so quickly you don't even see it happen batman just tackles falcon right away it's like yeah boom and from the wrong thing like it's it's it was cool to see that yeah like aspect of it um i think i could be wrong is that all the characters like main characters those are the main characters okay yeah so with that said i think we need to touch on the riddles do you think they were at points too easy? The only one that was easy, I even got it before it was even said, was the first one that was shown in the trailer. Yeah. He lies still, but that was that was I think also it was purposefully it was, yeah. easy. It was also solved by the internet in like I had half a day. Yeah. So uh, other than that, the other ones I thought were pretty good. Yes, uh, I loved the. Like they they go with that same reasoning for solving the cipher as the Zodiac killer, like the double L's, the double O's, stuff like that, mm-hmm. to where you can figure it out easy. Yeah, and that's another thing that's cool is like Batman didn't wasn't able to solve that specific one on his own yet because yeah. he's not like super detective yet. Yeah. So Alfred had to come in and be like, "All right, let's do this." But even then, he was the one to figure out the drive. The drive, yeah. And so it's I like, thought that was the cleverest. It's stupid, but it's the cleverest little that's, fucking joke. The thumb that's drive. The, that's the cheese stuff, but it's not cheese. It's but it could it's, be cheese if someone else did it. It's it's because it's so dark too that you're like, should I laugh at this? Yeah, and then <laughs> they go and then they find that thing and then that's when Batman figures out there's gonna be a USB drive and then he brings like thumb, thumb drive. drive. <laughs> <laughs> and then when Gordon like puts the thing and he realizes he has to scan them, he's like, oh, this guy's hilarious. <laughs> And he He says it so straight. He's He's like, like, oh. (laughs) This guy's hilarious. Fucking great. Oh, my God. That's the thing I don't get the, like, lack of humor thing. It's there. It's just not, like, in your face. Yeah. It's it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's it's very tasteful. Well, it's tastefully dark. It almost makes me want to cry because it's so good. It is fantastic. (laughs) Um, uh, So, the second one was where we get the bring them into the light. Uh, yeah, so this is the second riddle is after the commissioner is killed in the trap and Gordon takes him to the morgue and shows him the trap and Batman uses that like flashlight, that black light thing and finds the riddle in the thing. Yeah. Actually, he doesn't find the riddle. He just finds more ciphers and then he presses that button and there's another letter in there and that's where the next riddle is. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm trying to pull them up right now just to get the exact riddles yeah because i forget what that card says yeah so obviously first one is what does a liar do when when he's he's dead dead. he lies still um riddle number two follow the maze until you find the rat yes um but what did the card say specifically because of the riddle inside the card so the riddle is follow the maze until you find the rat bring him into the light and you'll find where i'm at yeah 
Yeah. Uh, and the answer is basically reveal who the police informant is to the public, and the Riddler will reveal where he's been hiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, third riddle was the orphanage one. Was URL El Rata Elada. Yeah, and then Penguin is the one who makes them realize URL. Yeah. And, I was and like, then he pulls out a back computer. <laughs> he's like, a fucking back computer. <laughs> that was great. But I thought it was funny because he's all, he's all, he's all, you guys don't know your fucking Spanish. <laughs> he's like, no he's habla like, espanol, guys. <laughs> he's all, he's all, it's la, not L. And he's all, <laughs> URL. Oh, shit. I thought that was a bit of a reach, but I thought it was fun. And that's when you get the riddle, like through that messenger, when he's like, "Um, I grew up in a mansion among the weeds." Oh, here it is. Something like that. Uh, actually, no, it doesn't even. Do I'll that. never know where I come from. Yeah, I don't know why it's not listed on here. Huh. But that was a riddle. Yeah, it was because he's basically like pointing him towards the orphanage. Uh, I thought it was fun how he's like, "It is the penguin." Uh, Rana Alana, and he's like, You still got work to do then, I see. Yeah. And I was like, Fuck! <laughs> yeah, and he's like, Someone else is gonna die. <laughs> I swear, I was so certain it was Penguin, too. I was, I was like, Following along. I yeah. think like, I'm so, you're so used to comic book films being so, like, to the point where, like, Oh, yeah, that's the answer. Formulaic, yeah. where, like, you can guess every beat. Yeah, like, you don't expect there to be, Hey, we're gonna make a wrong move. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, rule number four is at the funeral. Oh, yeah, what is it? Uh, is that when he gives out the riddles to the. Yeah. yeah, to uh, the Batman and the DA. If you are justice, please do not lie. What is the price uh, of your blind eye? It's The first riddle is, it can be cool, mm-hmm. poetic, mm-hmm. or blind, but when, when it's, it's denied, blind. it's violence you may find. So violence you may find. Justice is the answer. Second one at that moment is, if you are justice, please do not lie. What is the price for your blind eye? I was able to catch that one easier during the film than I was the whole time I didn't get the trailer. I didn't get it right away. Well, I, I figured it was bribe, but I figured it was the way that it is. I'm like, okay, he obviously took a payment, and he needs to like say hey, how much he actually took to like make him look the other yeah. way. Yeah, and he said 10000 10000 a month, month. Which is fucking... Dude, I wouldn't have to... You wouldn't need to be a lawyer. Yeah. Like, you could just go retire yeah. and say, hey, I'll collect for a while. Yeah. And then what was the last one? The last one is... Since your justice is so select, please tell us which vermin you're paid to protect. Yeah, and then that's when he refused to do it. Yeah. And the Batman, for some reason, is getting all close, and then he looks down, he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that shows you how fucking powerful Falcone is, if he's that scared. He's like, no, just blow my fucking head off. Yeah. Like, I'm a dead I'll, man anyway. Yeah, I'll be better off, and at least this way, my family's not going to die, too. Yeah. Like... While I was like, no, just give him the fucking name. I'm like, I understand it because he is still protecting people yeah. technically. Um, and then here's the one. I don't know why it's not. So it's, I grew up from a seed as tough as a weed, but in a mansion in a slum, yes. I'll never know where I come from. Yes. Do you know what I am? That happens after the uh, Colson head explosion scene. Because that's after the chase, right? Yes. But why is the URL thing? Oh, I guess it's because it's because at a different yeah. point. And the answer is an orphan. Yeah. And so that's when they go to the orphanage. And this orphanage reminds me, it looks exactly like Arkham Knight. Even the oh, entrance yeah. way, that oh, yeah. small hallway, and the writing on the wall. And yeah, no, it's perfect. The projector. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. It's <laughs> exact. Yeah. It, it, it does definitely give you that Arkham Knight, like, museum-y type vibe yeah. that you get where he's holding Catwoman. Mm-hmm. And then there's that horror scene in there, that jump scare. 
with the, even the music music hit when the drop yeah. head is in the hallway and it's like, oh Bing! yeah and I'm like, that oh, fucking shit. tripped me out yeah um there is another riddle uh, okay. that says see you in hell oh yeah but that one's I, I didn't see that as much of a riddle it's just more of like i mean it is because he doesn't know what he means by hell yeah. like, but and then he even says when he sees him in arkham he's like told you i'd see you in hell and i was yeah. like ah yeah. okay that was a really like passive aggressive thing to send him to after he right. blew up alfred and he's like see you in hell I'm like damn that's fucked up right <laughs> um and then riddle number nine what's black and blue and dead all over you yeah and i'm like damn uh nine riddles ten ten riddles at man. least there might be more but for now it, it says ten uh riddle me this the less of them you have, oh, the more one is worth. This is given by the judge. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. I like how we're not saying it, but. I um, and I, Riddler almost seemed kind of dumb to me in that scene. A friend? I think he was just. Like thrown that much for a loop because he's already going through the manic like, fuck, I failed. I don't yeah. know what I'm gonna do. I mean, he succeeded in flooding, but the, he failed at killing the mayor, and he failed at thinking Batman was helping him the whole time. Yeah. So like, and when he sees Batman saving people, he's like, ah. Well, I think that's why he feels so comfortable and so smug is because he genuinely thinks Batman is on his side. Yeah. And now thinking that said person in the cell next to him is potentially his friend excites him because the only friend he thought he had was, was Batman. Batman. Yeah. So, yeah. like, at least it, you can connect stuff. You have to do a little bit of the work in your head. But, but that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy that with films. Yeah. Um, so, next, let's go over the gadgets that Batman uses. The first and foremost one that I think needs to be addressed is the fucking contacts. That is the most unrealistic and futuristic gadget he uses in the whole movie. I'm fine Everything with it, else is pretty plausible. I'm fine with it, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's fucking awesome. It fits Batman's personality more than anything else it's some shit i never thought of yeah. i'm like damn you're using the contact to fucking record all this shit right dude it's perfect and then he even uses the tool with selena kyle like, that scene was pretty cool yeah I, I thought that was fantastic but like just the idea that he, he even says like sometimes i have to force myself to remember yeah like, and you when he takes the fucking contact out his eyes are all bloodshot because yeah. he doesn't sleep i'm like that that stuff was there was so much there were so many moments that fed into everything that told the perfect story. Yeah. Like those little things, like the bloodshot eyes, the, the contacts themselves, like the sunglasses, everything just yeah. like down to the tiniest little details was perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, other than that, the gadgets I was, I will say I was sort of sad. We didn't get any batterings, but I also understand why we didn't. Yeah. It wasn't, there, there's a level of realism they were trying to keep, but even then, the detachable chest piece still made me happy. As a knife, yeah, yeah. it was fucking cool. Like, he used it two or three times? He used it once to break back into Riddler's apartment, mm -hmm. and then he used it to cut the electricity line. Yeah, which I was, I honestly thought, like, it didn't come into my brain, hey, cut the cord, and, like, your problem's pretty much solved. Yeah, and his suit is also electric proof. Yes, which they pretty much uh, tell you from the beginning of the film when he shocks the dude in the yeah. neck. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's steam coming off of his fucking neck. Dude, that shit, that was an intense <laughs> scene. Like, the choreography for fights, th th this film has to be a contender for best Batman fights close to that warehousing not quite yeah i don't think to. that's gonna be a hard one to top this yeah. movie definitely didn't top it um the fight scenes in this movie felt didn't feel 
they, they felt realistic. Yeah. Because you can, Batman's still getting the shit beat out of him, too. Yes. Like, you can feel the punches he's getting as oh. much as the ones he's given out. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think the biggest difference, A, there's not the same level of, the BVS scene reminded me of the Arkham games, because there was a real, like, fluidness to his fighting style. Almost to fluid and fluid to where, like, I don't think anyone could be that yeah. fluid fighting. Whereas this felt a lot more realistic and, like, he definitely trained. Yeah. But this Batman is a lot more valued for his mind than his body. Mm-hmm. So it made sense, but even then it was like, he's tactical in the way he fights. Yeah. So it, it, I'm definitely looking forward to future stuff to see if his like fighting styles progress too. Yeah, because even that scene when he, the third time he gets into the Iceberg Lounge where he's fed up with the guards and he just like <laughs> sneaks in there. Yeah. And he like... When he goes into that room, one of the guards follows him in, and Batman just fucking fucks him up with like two punches. Oh yeah, <laughs> destroys his ass. Yeah, um, that is one thing that, like, especially in the Nolan films, he was trained by the League of Sh- Shadows, <laughs> assassins. Yeah, and he still didn't seem like the best fighter to me. No, it was very his fight was so slow. And then, and like, and like, they tried to speed him up by doing the whole like fixing the neck thing, but even then. It just it never reached where it could have. Did you notice too, um when Joker shows up to the party and then Batman shows up and he's like, You're gonna love me. When he fights, he's using a lot of this. Yeah. He does this a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's definitely not I don't think that fighting choreography is Nolan's uh strong suit. He yeah, obviously didn't give a fuck about it. He's like Especially just, not in the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, he's like, We just gotta put this in here because he has to fight at some point. Yeah. Especially in the Dark Knight Rises on that rooftop scene. Oh the God. dude just fucking falls in the back. That background. and then when Batman's fist fighting fucking Bane outside of the in, in the streets. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm yeah. like Yeah. Th- that's my biggest gripe with the Nolan stuff. Yeah. Is the fighting sucked. But this fighting is very realistic and very brutal because like you can oh, feel yeah. the punches because the sound design. Oh yeah. It's all damn. It, it's great. Yeah. Like that opening fight and then the fight at the end with all the Riddler. That and followers. Then the fight when Batman gets into the, the Iceberg Lounge the first time. Yeah. That, that was great. He's right throwing guns until, at people. Yeah. Like, right up until uh, Penguin comes up and stops it. I really thought, because every time I saw the trailer, I really thought that the fight was going to continue from there. I didn't think Penguin walking up would like stop it and Batman would just go up and talk to him. Yeah. Like, it was another thing I never considered. Was it was like, also cool to see him when he shows him he's like do you know who i am yeah. and then he's like i want to talk to the penguin i'm like he said the penguin <laughs> like, it's fucking cool to hear him say bad guy names yeah it, it's i i am excited for the future especially because now he does know the certain characters names like specifically because most of the time like penguin is one that he pretty much always calls penguin because it's seen as more of an insult I want to say he calls him Oz a couple times in the Arkham games. He, I think I, I, he probably does. Yeah, I don't um, think to his face he like to Nightwing and shit. Yeah, um, and then but with all, all of his other villains, it's more of an insult to call them by their real names, their real names. because hey, you fucking failed and I've taken you down before. So then it's except the Jigga. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Enigma. Do you think he's gonna call him that, or do because th- he called him the Riddler in this movie? I would see, and that's the thing because because he, I don't think he knows his name. Also, technically, we've been told that he's been called Edward Nashton this whole time, but at the same time, it's also not confirmed. Yeah, because his ID was, they confirmed him, yeah. his identity as Edward Nashton. Patrick something, and the other one was Edward Nashton. Yeah, and that's when the detective comes in and he says, we got an ID, it's Edward Nashton. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, it, it is confirmed, but I think him changing his name to, like, Enigma would be kind of 
more interesting. Just just because because he's at the end, he's starting to go even crazier than he yeah. was. So he might do that. Yeah, I, I I could see that being a way they head in the films. Yeah. Um. So as far as more bat gadgets that he uses, uh, one of the more prominent ones he used to fly. They actually give it a realistic way as to why it's a flight suit. See, it looks like one of those squirrels. I, I will say I was momentarily sad that they weren't using the cape, but at the same time, I was like, this is much more realistic, so I can enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I thought that it was squirrel sweet. suit was fucking nuts until he pulled the parachute, and then I was like, oh my god! Yeah, and that's that shows his... Inexperience? Inexperience, and that was cool. Yeah. He got fucked up. <laughs> like, oh. And he's like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. Dude, he hit fucking hard. Broke the concrete. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> god damn but the way he was gliding it was pretty cool and the way oh, yeah. they had the camera mounted on him that was oh, pretty yeah. cool well and dude the gliding almost felt uncontrollable like it was intense yeah he's like kind of like his like even said in an interview robert Pattinson, he's like a lot of like the suit's capabilities like his belief in it yeah it, it it's it's nuts i do like that when he when he's running from the cops and when he gets onto that gargoyle and you get that shot from like looking up at him when he's like oh shit yeah it looked like it reminded me of like an animated for some, for some reason, I can, cool. I can definitely see that. Uh, it it definitely had specific vibes. It reminded me of the year one cartoon a lot. Okay. Uh, especially with moments like that. Because one thing I wish or want in a future Batman film is in year one, he like has like a sonar technology that can like it like attracts bats to his location sweet. and acts as like a distraction so he can escape that's tight <laughs> like, that would be the perfect way to do like a batman escape i was glad that they had the bats in the movie though in yeah. the cave especially i think my favorite thing was the bat in the cage yeah and people are saying i watched a review that said that this batman is also scared of bats i didn't get that at all he didn't seem scared to he me. seemed momentarily hesitant but batman is supposed to be slightly scared of bats anyways Mm-hmm. because that and, is why he chooses the symbol he does. And I didn't get that in this one. And, you know, that's fine. Yeah. And I, I, I do think that it it wasn't addressed the way it has been in the past. Yeah, and it wasn't, like, a bad thing. It's just I didn't see it. Yeah. Like, other people saw it. Yeah, no. And, honestly, for all things that this film did, for them not to address that is fine. It's something that is addressed in the Before the Batman book. Yeah. So, yeah. it is what it is. And it's not necessarily because he fears bats. It's almost more of, like, a respect thing in yeah. the book. So I did like the inclusion of the bat in the cage. It was kind of cool. Yeah, I did think that was kind of neat because it's another Riddler touch. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he keeps the murder weapon from the mayor in there is kind of surprising. Yeah. And I honestly didn't realize it was a carpet tool until he said it. Yeah. He's like, my uncle's an installer. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, a tucker. The fact that he had the map under the carpet was And that shit touch. that Riddler laid out from the very beginning. He oh, used yeah. that specifically yeah. for Batman to find it. It's and he was like, bad. he was like, you mean you didn't figure it out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was a lot of, and th- that was another part of the that specific scene that really got me excited was the fact that he was hurt by the fact that Batman didn't like yeah. finish. And that shows you that he's not the world's greatest detective yet. Yeah, it was perfect. And when he goes back to the crime scene and the, and the cops like, you can't be here, and Batman just stares at him. <laughs> he's like, all right. And then <laughs> okay. when he starts moving the table and lifting the carpet, the cops like, what the what, fuck? What the fuck? what are you doing i like that because batman doesn't give a shit no he doesn't he's like i'm doing um uh, oh, uh are the, there any other big bad gadgets the batmobile obviously the that best thing fucking sweet the way Dude. it turns on the way it's introduced is like a horror movie it's like a monster that fucking power just you can especially in the theater we were in with the dolby it's all yeah i felt it in my balls it was insane like it gave me chills like it was loud as 
fuck. And then when uh, when he like it looks like it revs up and it like stalls out, I think that was him like giving them like you can get a head start. Oh yeah, it, it was a warning. <laughs> yeah, it was a warning shot. I was like, hey, I'm a fucking. I'm up. coming. Well, especially because of, especially the way they describe his driving skills in the Before the Batman book. Yeah, he's a street racer. And that is one reason I will say. I don't think the Before the Batman book fucked anything up. No, if anything, it helped. Yeah. Like, because there was a lot of moments I'm like, oh shit, it was kind of cool knowing, like, the backstory yeah. for this and L- this. Leading into the movie, because having already read it, I was worried that it wasn't going to be connected continuity wise. But they actually did a really good yeah. job of, like, making sure there wasn't anything that would, like, uh, diverge from the story they've already told. Yeah, and I'm wondering if the author like had to have got the script from Matt Reeves or something oh, to make. I'm sure he did. I'm, I'm sure he either that or he got to see the film yeah. multiple times while he was writing. Mm-hmm. Which fuck you, guy, because God, that would have been amazing. I know. Um, but yeah, so the Batmobile, the I wanna, contact. I want to be involved in Hollywood, not to actually make films, but to watch ones that haven't come out yet. I know. <laughs> like I don't crazy. give a shit about anything. Else. Yeah. Um, but uh, another gadget that's related to the uh, contact lens is the way he can print out images from oh, the contact, yeah. and he like has this like pen that like is able to write on it. Yeah. Um. So he has that. He has the bat knife. He has the Batmobile. He has the flight suit. He has. Well, the taser was from him, right? Like it was his taser. Yeah, on his on his finger, it looked yeah. like. So uh, that, oh, and the grappling gun come, comes out of the gauntlet. I liked that touch. Yeah. I was like the fact that he doesn't have to like constantly grab yeah. it out, shit like that. Because I actually explained it like when Penguin kind of fronts him, he's like, "Hey, let's go talk." He kind of like just pushes it back. In. Yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. I, I was happy with that, especially because it doesn't get in the way. Yeah, like it, it was very well done. Mm-hmm. Um, the gauntlets are dope. He never uses whatever those are. I don't know what they are. I think they're throwing knives. Okay potentially yeah never uses them which um, makes me sad that means we're definitely not getting batarangs but it's okay that's fine um i think those are only gadgets he uses in the movie yeah he's not like he don't have a whole lot of gadgets yet yeah like I, the, the most futuristic one is the contact yeah and i i see in the future like i i really do hope they do batarangs but i hope they find a way to do it that's not campy yeah because it'd be hard to make something like that that comes back to you yeah but even then like they do that with uh Affleck's. Yeah, but I don't think that was really grounded as much. I mean, that is true. It's definitely I mean, they not can grounded. they can make the bat uh batarangs be something that's kind of like remote controlled. Like the games. That would make sense. That would be great. Yeah. Um I hate those fucking parts of the game. They fucking were hard. hard to get used to. <laughs> especially when you have to go here and then go here and then <sighs> go. Especially because the controls are inverted. Unless you change the thing, but then it would feel unnatural after you're yeah. already used to it. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Um so yeah, bad gadgets, there's not a whole lot else which uh, i'm glad that it wasn't overuse yeah. of them it was the best told like especially in relation to like being grounded yeah. you've never seen that in a superhero film no it's it was flawless yeah i wish i could watch this movie right now 45 days all that and then also come i want to get the hard copy when it comes out oh, june i'm buying it june six. Yeah. i will buy the limited edition whatever the fuck they do like yeah i'm, buying, I'm, I'm there <laughs> um so f- we'll go with your favorite moment because we kind of touched on it but i don't think we multiple times <laughs> yeah so you gotta go in depth favorite moment it's it's like a five minute period yeah um i don't know if that can is considered as a moment <laughs> but like it's my favorite portion of the film it's as soon as he sees uh the, he gets the letter uh it says my confession and then he basically starts getting the feeling of oh fuck 
He knows I'm, who I'm I am. made. He's like, I know, I know, he knows exactly who I am. And then there was a slight second when Gordon received a phone call, and then the way Gordon looks at Batman yeah. is like, oh shit, he knows he's yeah. Bruce Wayne. Right, and that, that's like the vibe. I was like, oh fuck, and he's like, you're a good cop, and he just leaves. I was like, okay, at least like he's like, hey, if I'm going down, I want you to know you were a huge fucking help with me. Yeah, like it, it was another one of those moments with him that like. There wasn't a whole lot that needed to be They're said. Bromosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's like the physical acting between the two of them almost told more. Like the physical acting with Robert Pattinson and anybody he was on screen with told more than half of the dialogue did. It, did. it was great. He's the most physical acting Batman. Like oh, great physical act. Oh, 100%. Fantastic. You can tell Down you to can, the eyes. You can just by looking at his face, even in the cow, you can tell what emotion he's in. Oh, yeah. And then, I think that's one of the nicer things. I wasn't sure how I felt about the full jawline being open. I loved it. It definitely helps with the physical acting. Yeah. Um, Plus, you can't, you can't hide his jawline. Yeah. And it's then, too rigid. After that, he goes into the Arkham uh, State Hospital, or are they calling yeah, it? Yeah, Arkham Ar- State yeah. Hospital. Um, I wish they just called Arkham Asylum for once. Come you on. Know, you know, uh, Asylums went the way of the Dodo, so. Yeah, I guess. Because it was also called call that in Joker. Yeah. I don't think there are such things as asylums anymore. Whereas I believe Arkham Asylum was a real place or uh, is based off of a real place yeah. in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what it was called though. Um, But so he goes in and immediately like Riddler starts his dialogue basically being like, like we did this together, but very confident. Yeah. Very confident, overconfident Um, to the point where, then he starts talking about, he's like, we got all of them, except keep, for one. And then he keeps repeating Bruce Wayne, yeah. and that's when, and, and it, even Batman's like. Because it, it sounds not inquisitive, it sounds accusatory. The, yeah. the tone. Because you don't realize exactly what the fuck he's saying. He's just like, Bruce Wayne, and he keeps getting pissed, and he's like, Bruce Wayne. And that's when Bruce he goes Wayne. on that rant about Bruce Wayne being an orphan, when he's yeah. really like, comparing his orphanage yeah. to him. And dude, there were so many moments, like, he could have fucked that up for himself. Like, if he said anything. That's my favorite part of it, is that Batman stood quiet. And he still, he stays in a moment where he thinks he's found out, he's like, looking down. And then he looks up at the camera, and he's all, fuck. Yeah. And that's when Riddler's like, he's. And he's all, you, you can see the relief in his face. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it was, it was very... Tension. Probably one of my favorite Batman scenes of all time. Really? Like, it's, it, it does so much without Robert Pattinson saying a fucking word for the first, like, two <laughs> minutes. You're just like... <sighs> yeah. Like, I was, sh- like, physically shaking. It was insane. Um, and then, obviously, it devolves into, oh, you didn't figure it out. And, and that's when he starts singing the no like the nose fucking i was really worried it was going into overacting territory there but it just it it was one of those another one of those moments where it got real close to the edge and then it goes swings back, back. Yeah. and i was just like thank god like it never went fully off the rails yeah. like, it just it gave it, you enough leeway to worry it stayed within unsettling too yeah it was very unsettling yeah. it reminded me a lot of like especially that moment reminded me a lot of his character from prisoners yeah and this oh. Riddler is very uh, similar to Arkham Knight, specifically. Yes. Uh, just a little less campy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, definitely his like motivations and stuff mm-hmm. are very similar. Mm-hmm. And like the obsession with puzzles yeah. is fantastic. Something that immediately went away with Jim Carrey's Joker as soon... Or Jim Carrey's Riddler as soon as he actually like became the Riddler. There was 
No riddles? No. no. I don't think there was maybe one. Uh, yeah, I got to go back and watch it. I don't know if I want to watch but, it. But, uh, <laughs> I think the only one that I remember is like leading up to them like destroying Wayne Manor. Yeah. Other than that, I don't remember anything. Yeah. Um, and um, you get the piece in this when Riddler is talking about you think you can stop what's coming or whatever. And then that's when he starts singing and that's when Batman starts yeah. freaking out. Yeah. What have you done? And he smacks the fucking glass yeah. like four times. Yeah. I was really worried they were going to like, he's going to damage the glass and like yeah. start breaking through. I was like, don't, like you've been so realistic this whole fucking time. But like everything is so like realistically contained. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, the one, the one gripe I will say, I think I kind of had was. Yeah. The, was your favorite, and then yeah, do your yeah. gripe. Uh, was the moment he breaks through the glass to go into the stadium. I thought it was great and it looked fantastic. Okay. Oh, we got one more gadget. What was it? When he's hanging off oh. of the score and he puts that little uh, smoke bomb. Two more gadgets. Oh, okay. Insult or the adrenaline. Or if you people are saying it's venom, I, I don't think don't it's venom. think so. I also hope they don't do that storyline where he gets addicted to venom. Oh yeah, and he has to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do think it was just adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, ah. (laughs) But especially because he's able to slow it down. If it was Venom, like, he wouldn't wouldn't be able to stop. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't have been a, he wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, your your gripe. That breaking glass moment, while it visually looked fantastic, it was dope. You know how many people you're putting in danger when all that glass breaks? (laughs) Like, you've just killed, like, 20 people (laughs) at least. But, like, and not, like, bad guys either <laughs> like you killed the citizens that you're coming to protect because glass is fucking dangerous maybe that's why people are saying he killed i don't know even then i don't agree yeah i mean like i think he was smart enough about it like i don't think they showed enough of that you gotta think at that break. point though the people were already dispersing because the water was coming in that is true so that at that point it's another one of those things like where it's like it's still safe but it's like i mean people might get fucked up still oh i'm sure but they but, ain't dying. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that that was the only like nitpick I had that like kind of fucked with continuity. Okay. Mm, I hope your nitpick isn't what I think it is. Go. Okay. Uh, my favorite moment has to be when Batman wakes up and they're in the GCPD somewhere. I'm guessing it's like an interrogation room when mm-hmm. he's laying on the table. They're kind of opening his eyes to make sure he's all right, and some cop attempts to take his mask off. Oh yeah. And that's when he goes berserk and starts pushing all the cops, and then Gordon has to push him back. Yeah, and he gets into it with the uh, the uh, captain because the captain says that um, Falcone's blood was it Falcone? No, uh, uh, Coulson's blood Coulson's is on blood. Batman's hand, and then Batman's like, maybe it's on yours. And yeah. then it gets hype from there. And he was like, you have an idea how much trouble you're in? And then another cop attempts to take his mask off. Batman punches a shot at him. Yeah, he's like, now I got you on it, uh, assaulting an officer. He's all three of them, <laughs> three of them. <laughs> and then Gordon uh, pulls him back and asks for a couple minutes to talk to him, and they give him the room and. Physically, they make it seem like Gordon makes it seem like he's like grilling Batman or yeah. some shit, and he's like, "We gotta get you out of here." Yeah. <laughs> and then he gives them the key, and then they, then Batman escapes from there. And that's probably my favorite moment. Yeah, and I will agree that that was a fantastic moment. Yeah, especially because with the trailers, I was really worried about that scene. Yeah, because you didn't know what was going yeah. on. You're there was like, no context, and I was yeah. like, "Oh fuck!" I was like, "Why does he just punch him?" But once you actually watch the movie, yeah. Like, it's done so well. Yeah. Especially and when he's like, he's all, who's the mustache with the broken, broken nose? <laughs> yeah, it's one of the guys I got into with the Iceberg Lounge. Yeah. And I'm like, he's saying like shit you hear in like the, the games and the comics. Yeah. It's fucking cool. It, the callbacks were great. Yeah. Like, 
So that, that's, little things. Yeah, that's my favorite. I have a lot of favorite moments, but that's one of my favorite. That's my favorite moment overall. Yeah, on top. And my only gripe with the movie is that two minute or so scene. And we have done very good at not saying the ch- 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 uh, the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It's getting said now. So yeah. last morning. Yeah. So Bing, the Joker's in the fucking movie. That two minute scene felt like an end credit scene to me. It should have been. Yeah. It it didn't. I can understand why he put it in there, but I didn't think it could have done without it in the movie. It could have. Um, and I, I, I will say that part of the reason I like this scene, I liked it when I first watched it, but I liked it more after I watched interviews with uh, Matt Reeves. Because he explains it as, the city is so... The, the city in itself is almost a character. And... There's always something lying around the next corner all the time. So it's just to show, not even necessarily like, hey, he's going to be in the next film. It's just that he exists. Yes. And I get There's always another threat. Yeah. And I get that. I just wish if he was to choose a scene to have him in, I wish it was the other one that he was describing. Where he was like, it's almost our one year year anniversary or something like that. And I'm like, that would have been fucking sick. Yeah. Because that's what I initially, I don't know if you remember, I predicted that. Yeah. And I was like, as he's going to see Riddler, maybe he stops and talks to Joker first. Yeah. Or even, I think it was actually supposed to be uh, before uh, Riddler's actually caught. Yeah, because he's he's trying to make, yeah. Yeah. Trying to like delve into the mind of a psychopath to find another one. That would have been better to me. And I I do agree. I wish they would have done that. But the scene that we did get should have just been moved from where it was to an end credit scene. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think it's that bad, but I do understand people's opinions of it. Yeah. And as far as his Joker performance, I mean, I don't think there's enough to really say anything definitively about it. The laugh itself was kind of underwhelming, if I had to say anything, but... Yes, but I also don't think it was, like, a high-stakes moment to where it, like, called for, like, a big laugh. It almost seemed like... You needed to make him laugh just to... Yeah. Because, you know, even though him saying clowns yeah. was enough for me. Yeah. But... And, I'm mean, like, the fact that anybody would be confused about who that was is not... I don't think it's a thing. Some people thought it was Two-Face. I'm like, how? Yeah, no. Especially once you hear the clown and the laugh thing. Like, yeah. Mm. As soon as I heard clown, I'm like, okay. It's a joker. <laughs> um, but the laugh kind of felt forced. I, I was surprised they were actually able to keep it under wraps long enough till... They even shot fake scenes with Barry Killen. Yeah, as a cop, yeah. just to make sure. Even though, I guess, his brother accidentally leaked it on Facebook. Yeah. He was drunk, I guess, and he leaked it. Yeah, like a fucking idiot. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Can't so, have nice things. Yeah. But... I mean, I mean, we kind of thought that he was a Joker anyway before we even knew all that. Oh, yeah. 100%. So... And, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, it doesn't... Like I said, it's not, not, it's not anything... I mean, it took off half a score to me. And I can see that. Yeah. But even then, I don't even think it damaged it that much. No. Because... It's still a masterpiece of a film oh, to yeah. me. Well, and here's the thing that trips me out, is we do have multiple villains in this movie. Yeah. But it never feels like any of them... Overtake another. Except for the Riddler. The Riddler is the one who's at the centerpiece of the whole film, and he's he's the threat. Yeah, and I like when you see the other villains, other than Falcone, Falcone was like a a bookend like they closed the story it closed act two yeah but a uh, penguin himself you get more like the origin of him like yes. he's not penguin yet yeah and, and that's why he didn't overtake the story and, and he's not like this gigantic threat like, yeah he, he, he's he's omnipresent he's there but it's not sort of like how they use the joker yeah and but yeah used him penguin more obviously yeah but... and, and and i think they use penguin better yeah overall 
But it, it was just nice because like that's the one problem we have with a lot of superhero films, especially the ones that want to put in three, four villains at a time. It's what it's the problem we got with Spider-Man No Way Home. We're like, there's not enough time to focus on each of them and to make them all seem like a threat. Spider-Man Three, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two, <laughs> like those villains, they try to give them too much story, and it's like they're almost fighting each other. Yeah. And this one, it, it's like they're there and they're part of the story, yeah. but they're not the illegitimate threat. Well, that the majority of the villains don't even intersect. Yeah. Like they they're. Riddler and Penguin never have screen time together. Yeah. Riddler and Falcone never have screen time together. Falcone and Penguin do because they're related and it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Catwoman never has screen time with uh, the Riddler. Nope. Catwoman my Catwoman has screen time with Penguin and Falcone. It would have been kind of cool to hear Catwoman call him Eddie. Right. Like in the games. It would have been. Cool. But I think that'll probably that'll something come, that happens yeah. in the future if... I think it would be stupid not to bring back all these villains, especially because of the rule that Batman has about not killing. Each villain from each movie should stick around. Yeah. If and they kind of set that up. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily saying that they're both going to be in the next one. Yeah. But there is comics that say that they will be based on what happens in Gotham, like the No Man's Land or some shit like that, when Riddler and Joker work together. What if? This is a stretch, okay? Pause god damn it <laughs> oh that was a good one um do you ever read recent comics no i choose not to read what i want is one specific storyline that happened maybe four years ago okay the war of jokes and riddles oh oh yeah i've heard people talking yeah. about that yes yeah. because the villains all take a side between riddler so it's like and the joker civil war captain essentially but it's the villains villains. and batman eventually ends up siding with riddler to take out the joker oh like it's a really well done like thing. like batman even wears like a fucking armband with like a question mark on it just to show his alliance like it's it's kind of a trip like it would be fun because you get like elements of like kite man and stuff like that and i think polka dot man and like it's it's all over the place it's all of batman's rogues gallery like against each other mm-hmm. it's really fucking cool and in my opinion i think the movie ended to where you don't necessarily need to pick up where it left off yeah, in the second 100 percent. there's plenty you can do with this batman yeah because the way it ended almost seemed like when the national guard's coming in obviously they're going to solve whatever's coming the only thing that's going to leak into the next one is the grab for power and who's in charge of the next one yeah you don't need to necessarily see a continuation of the flood uh, yeah, I agree, hundred yeah. percent. I, I think that should pretty much be fixed by the time we pick back up. Yeah, and I want Mister Freeze. I, that'd be my number one villain on the next one is Mister Freeze. See, I wouldn't mind that. I just hope they don't go too far the other way because, like, obviously, one of the biggest things with Mister Freeze is his wife, and he's gonna like Nora. Yeah, he's gonna try to like cryogenically freeze her, which isn't out of the realm of possibilities in real life. So it's it's not. Well, I think they could do it to where he ends up trying to save her, but he ends up killing her himself. By doing that, that'd be kind of cool. So she's not, like, preserved the whole time. It's No. He thinks she is, but she's not. I can see that. It'd be a good story. That'd be kind of cool. I would almost want... I don't know. I would almost want her to be able to survive. So there's, like, that element of hope that wasn't there so much in this film that he talks about at the end. I don't want any hope. (laughs) (laughs) We need hope now. I know. Now there's going to be hope. Yeah. I still think Batman's going to be, like... A brawler and like scary to villains. I mean to criminals, but I think to everyone else will be like heroic. Yeah, 
I, I agree. Because I still think you need an, an, like an element of scariness to him. Yeah, he, he needs to be a symbol of fear. Yeah. I don't think that... While Batman, I think, will be the symbol that gives hope to, like, citizens... Civilians, yeah. And civilians, uh, he'll be a symbol for fear for... The criminals. Yeah, the criminals and stuff. But I think more than anything, Bruce Wayne is going to become a symbol of hope. Yes. Where he's going to start giving more, and he's going to start doing a lot more of the charity and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And he'll start to realize that he can be the two things. Yes. So, but I still want there to be like a conflict between personalities in the next one. I I, I agree, hundred percent. There 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 always needs to be that line. Yeah. Regardless of where Batman is in his crime fighting career. Yeah. I was I was trying to think of the right word, but yeah. Um, and I wouldn't mind a time jump to year five in the second one no. and introduce Dick Grayson. I wouldn't mind a time a time jump between each film. Like, I want, yeah, so year two for the first one, year five for the second one, year ten for the last one. I just, the one thing I will ask for, I don't give a fuck what they do, story-wise, because there's a million ways you can go with this. You can go Two-Face, you can go Mr. Freeze, Scarecrow. you can go Scarecrow, you can go Ray al Ghul, you can go all over the map. Yeah. Dude, like, and that's Calendar not even... Man. Well, that, I mean... Calendar Man would be fun, especially because it would have a detective aspect to it. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of villains. Like, I don't know if I'd go Killer Croc. It just no. seems too cartoony. Too far out. Yeah. I mean, like... Even Scarecrow might be drawing the line a little bit. Except that it's a chemical thing to where it would be believable. Like, like maybe like real people are loose. It's a hallucinogenic in this version. Yeah. Essentially, I mean, essentially, that's all it was yeah. in Batman Begins. Yeah. So it would work. Um, the... There's multiple villains that would work. You got Deathstroke would be a great one down the line. You got, uh, no, I'm trying to think of like physically a death in the court of owls. Well, yeah, that's obvious. I yeah. think that'd be a good third movie. Deadshot would be a great one. Uh, I'm trying to think of more like Joker, grounded. obviously. Oh, but, yeah. um, but I, th- I think that should be like almost a finale or at least an end to a trilogy. It'd be kind of cool if the Arkham Asylum game, uh, movie is the last one. Or even if they break out and Joker like aligns all the villains we've seen throughout the first two movies. Yeah, and I, I could definitely see it working like that, especially like if they start taking over the city, like an Arkham City. Yeah. So like the, those games did a lot of writing that could fit into any film, like especially in this universe. Like it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, a Hugo Strange. One more thing before we give our final rating. If you could now continue off of what happened in this film, you've already said who you would pick for your villain, but more specific on the story. If including that villain? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> or unless you want to go somebody else. You can do whatever you want. Well, I think a major story beat to me would be him realizing that he can be the two things, like we said. And have a story more revolved around his mental health and his actually conflict of like trying to separate the mm-hmm. two out. Even though he knows he can, like it's hard for him to do. And I think we need a villain that has another personal connection to him that would kind of help that. Yeah. I just um, don't know who that would be. I say we do a minimum of a year time jump, mm-hmm. a minimum of two, or a maximum of two. Uh, I, I'd probably lean more towards two. And go to, this would be year four Batman. Okay. 
and about the end of the first act, I want Robin. Okay. But I think, obviously, the villain should go with how we get Robin in the comics and go with Two-Face. Because you can kind of set up the acid thing in the first act. Well, there is a DA opening now. Yeah. So you could have, like, you could even have Bruce Wayne and Harvey have, like, a decent relationship, like, in the Batman Telltale games, where, like, he even, like, backs his campaigns and stuff because he genuinely believes in him. And then the acid thing becomes this giant moment in uh, Two-Face's life where he becomes the villain that we know from the comics goes to the circus, kills Dick Grayson's parents, and then we go from there. Now, the only problem I have with that in my head is the fact that we've already technically seen that done on screen, and the way they did it wasn't great. <laughs> but that is the one nice thing about this, is you could do... You, we get a fresh start, yeah. where you can shove a lot in there and you can actually make it to where it's a more believable version of, Hey, like you don't need to kill him. Like the best version of revenge is just putting him in jail and letting him rot there. Yeah. And trying to like reach that moral part of Robin, who's on the same path that Bruce Wayne was when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. Like I want that story before anything else. Okay. I just, I really think, Batman and Robin are so synonymous with each other that the fact that we've only gotten Robin in two films is kind of insane. Yeah. Two out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Almost ten. had him again. Almost. Yeah. Almost had the backstory of what happened. But so fucking close. Yeah. But the fact that like. We would have been Dick Grayson though. And we only got Chris O'Donnell. Like fucking come <laughs> on. Like, give oh. me someone believable. Give me th give me a Timothy Chalamet. I didn't see a Robin fitting in the Nolan universe anyway. No. Well. It, but it was also because Nolan didn't want it and he avoided it like the fucking plague. Yeah. I mean so, I can understand. Yeah. It, it definitely didn't feel it wasn't something I necessarily even wanted in those films. They didn't feel like they called for a Robin. Yeah. Whereas, like, I could see a Robin fitting into Robert Pattinson's. Yeah, and Robert Pattinson said in an interview that he wants a Robin, but only if he's, like, legitimately, like, a kid, like, 12, 13. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, not Timothy Chalamet. No, obviously. Yeah. But you could find it. <laughs> this get, kid, this movie was fucking perfect. Get Jacob Tremblay. No. No, you don't like I'm him? too goofy to me. It's because you've only really seen him in comic book or uh, comedy roles. Like, yeah. uh, bad boy. No, not bad boys. Good boys. Good boys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. He funny. just looks, he looks goofy to me. Yeah. But I think he'd be able to keep up the whole like billionaire orphan appearance up. I think the kid in this one did. I mean, he did, but like, I'm fine with a no name actor. I, I mean, I'm fine with a no name actor yeah. too. I just don't think that like an ex mayor's son would make sense. Cause he'd be too recognizable. Well, to be fair too, like by the time they do make this movie, that kid will end up being, he'll probably be too old anyway. Yeah. And everyone will be like, who the fuck is he? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I just, I just don't think that using the mayor's son would be the greatest idea, especially because he is so recognizable. Whereas Maybe. like, because he only has the domino mask. It's not like, he wears a full mask like the man. Yeah. So maybe like the way they use the kid in this movie is just, them setting the seeds of him maybe like thinking about and i was that kid maybe i can help someone like that and i'd, I'd be i'd be open to it it just i really want the dick grayson story yeah so um that being said final rating 
This is rating. this is after a second viewing and yeah. a few days to settle. In. It's still a nine uh, nine point five out of ten. Okay, I will explain it to you, or I will explain it the way I explained it to you, as a overall film, not considering its connections to comics. I will agree at nine point five. If we're just taking it in the context of comic book films and like the fact that this is like the most loyal per- loyal portrayal of a superhero I think we've ever seen, I have to give it a 10. Okay. If the sequel overdoes it, then I'll say, hey, it's down to a 9.5, but, like, this was perfect to me. Okay. This is what I've wanted my entire fucking life. Yes. Um. Yeah, so I guess I'll say 9.5 out of 10 as a, a movie, and if we're talking just about Batman himself, a Batman movie would be a 10 out of 10, yeah. too. So. It, it's definitely the most solid outing that Batman has ever had. Oh yeah. Like there's no argument there. And the fact that people are complaining is blowing my mind. I know. Um, obviously the consensus at the moment from the vast majority of people is that it's good. Yeah. There are detractors, but there are detractors with everything in this world. A lot of detractors that I've seen are Snyder stands. A lot of them. Either that or they're people who don't want darkness in their movies. Yeah, which that's not even a criticism. Like, yeah. if they all these critics are on Rotten Tomatoes said it was too dark, it's not a criticism. I'm like, it's Batman. He's the one person that should be dark. Yeah. Like, of all superheroes. That like, shouldn't even be allowed to be a criticism. No. Like, it's almost like, hey, I don't like the tone of your film. Well, then watch a different fucking film. I'm sorry. It was made <laughs> to be this way. If you don't yeah. like the tone, it's not because of something that was done wrong with the film. This is what was intended. Yeah. And, and that's the major thing. That's why I, I fucking hate Rotten Tomatoes sometimes. Well, and it's not even overdone. See, I'm not even giving any credence to Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I personally think that this is a much stronger film than the overall of Dark Knight. And the fact that the Dark Knight is sitting at a 94 and this is sitting at an 85 tells you something. Mm-hmm. Because the writing all the way through is strong. It's not one character that's given like glorious screen time. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Uh, I still think overall, though, Dark Knight might have the edge over this movie as a film. Really? Yes. Slightly. Like, it's a very slightly. I'm going to disagree, but I understand. Not saying that I like it more. (laughs) I'm just saying as a film. Honestly, even as a film, like, everything that's not... I I just personally... And it's hard. Like I said, I don't like comparing shit anyway. Yeah. It's hard to compare shit. It's very hard. Yeah. But so, just like I refuse to compare Joaquin's Joker to Heath Ledger's Joker. I don't compare it at all. No, because they're completely different universes and they they have different purposes. Yeah. Whereas, you can compare Jared Leto to just about everybody and he still sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, enough said. Even in the Snyder Cut. Uh, so, yeah, we've given you our ratings. Um, one thing I do want is, if you have seen this film, in the comments, tell us, did you enjoy it? Especially if you're uh, watching us on YouTube. Tell us your favorite moment, uh, your least favorite moment, and an overall rating. Uh, This has been the longest road to watch a film that I feel like I've ever fucking had. uh, Partly due to COVID. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This film was supposed to come out October 5th. Well, first, July of 2021. Oh, yeah. And then it moved to October 5th of 2021, which I was excited for because I was like, hey, it's a day before my birthday. Let's do this. And then boom. And then it moved to my wedding anniversary. And I was like, I'm going to get a divorce. And now (laughs) we're finally here and it's finally out and it's perfect. It is perfect. Yeah. I I can die happy now. 
<laughs> until they uh, announce the next one. Yeah, which they're in early development for. I'm guessing, if I had to guess, well, the producer said uh, before 2025. I'm going 2024. I want to wait till 2025. Okay. I, I just want, I like when things have time to get ironed yeah. out. I know it won't be. It'll be 2024 most likely because everything's on a two-year schedule. Oh, you got to think, too. Matt Reeves didn't start writing the script until, like, what, 2018? It was announced that he joined in 2017, so and it was realistically supposed to come out in 2020 to begin with. Yeah. So that was two years. But I, I that's why I'm like, I want more time. Like, I, I want another Batman film, like, fucking tomorrow. You can't tell me he's not already writing, like, oh, basic I'm sure ideas for it. I'm sure he was writing basic ideas while he was editing the film. Yeah. Like, he's probably... He's far, far ahead than we think. Oh, I'm sure. I just hate how studios put that pressure to like, but he is experienced and he knows how to do it just based off of the planet of the ape stuff. Yeah. So I feel like this franchise is in the best hands it's ever been in. Yes. So I'm not worried anymore. I'm excited. I, like I said, I can die happy and knowing that there's like nuclear war potentially on the uh, horizon. (laughs) I'm, I'm good. Yeah. At least we saw this. Yes. So, um, any last uh, words or thoughts? Uh, just once again, if you ever doubted Robert Pattinson, you can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said it. Um, yes. Uh, I, I don't understand the dissension. If you're not happier for that guy right now, even if you didn't like the movie, I just don't think you had no heart. Oh, I, I will agree with that. You're a monster. <laughs> you're a fucking monster. <laughs> um, with that being said, if you don't mind, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Only fans and youtube uh make sure to like subscribe comment all those good things and make sure to follow us on apple Podcasts and spotify we are 74 episodes into this and it never gets old this is some of the most fun i have every week and regardless of uh the views we get i enjoy sitting here talking to damien sitting here talking for you guys to listen and i look forward to doing it next week so we will see you guys next time peace peace